A door that stands between two rooms is in both. A door that leads anywhere is everywhere. Welcome to Suplex the Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. That should be our intro quote every week. <laughs> and Forrest. Yeah. All right, we're... If, if Unanimously you, voted. If you haven't talked, if you haven't played Alan Wake two, uh, you shouldn't listen to this episode because this episode is only going to be Alan Wake two, and that's it. All Alan, all Wake, uh, and Saga. Two Alan, two. Wake. There's Saga is stop trying to erase the female character in this game for us. I'm not. Saga erasure. She's the true protagonist of this game. It's just her name is not the title of the game. Mm. Um, but yeah. Well, maybe why, the sequel will be called Saga. I was about to say, that's, it's why there should be no Alan Wake 3. It should be Saga Anderson 1. I think, I think just Saga would be better. Uh, yeah. They may run into some legal trouble yes, with true. Image Comics over that. Also, a lot of games have the word saga in them. And is many, that even many. still ongoing? Yeah, I thought it ended. No, I, it was just on hiatus. Senua's Saga. Times. No, there. What is it? That's Hellblade. There was um, there was Wasn't some mobile s- game, mobile game company who put Saga at the end of all of their uh, oh. titles, oh, yeah. and I remember them being in the news because they sued the people, like a for trademark infringement of the people who made the Banner Saga. Oh, there's also. Uh, um, I think they lost because it was, was a stupid. There's romancing, saga romancing or saga, um, and I think there's like just a, called saga now. Wasn't there a saga of mana, or am I totally I don't out of my so. gourd on I don't that? I think so. I think that's a mana game. Um, Before we get into it, I want to briefly say, last week we talked about the game awards. I forgot to talk about how much I popped off about Rise of the Ronin. The new Team Ninja game. Yes. When we talked about the games that we liked, the things that we saw, and I just want to say it was amazing footage. I was just, I, I was having an out of body experience as uh, it was the, almost the people Neo in this 3. the people in this room could uh, attest to. Yeah, it, really amazing time. Uh, the problem I think is that that it had a specially generic title, so like yeah. Yeah. Seeing it in the list when we were at the end, like wrapping up what we liked, it it didn't stand out like the Tales of Kanzara game, yeah. which I learned is coming out in February. <laughs> like it's like really soon. Uh, I thought that was going to be one that was further out, and so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, Metroidvania fans are going to be eating good the first quarter in, in next the neighborhood. Year. Yes, between uh, that and um, Prince of Persia. It's going to be oh, yeah. rad. There's the other one that I can't remember the name of, but it's like a psychedelic yes. sort of thing. I also Old, forget the name of that. It's I, got, it's I, like I know what it is. Ultros I have it. or something Yes, like that. I think that's what it is. Mm. I literally Sounds, have it. Tron, maybe? Sounds no. fake. I have it in my calendar. It's real looking. It's it's crazy looking, too. Um, But here we are. All of us are Rose, and we are all about the Uwu Senpai Alan... <laughs> The himbo, handsome Alan, handsome Alan. Mm, I don't know that I agree with that. <laughs> I, I'm definitely not on Rose level uh, obsession. Yes. Oh, obsession with Alan. I think I am, which is a problem. I understand it is a problem. Um, I mean, Alan is a problematic guy. 
I hear he no. beats his wife. He doesn't beat his wife. That's what I hear. Well, <laughs> a version of him might. <laughs> uh, the S- Scratch might, which and he is Alan. Which is or he's not Alan. And he is Alan. That it got rectified by the end. That it is like a. It both is and is not <laughs> Alan. Uh, Here's the thing about this game. <laughs> Even though it resolves a lot at the end, when you think about it, you're actually like, wait a minute. You're left with some Are very sure? pretty pressing questions. Everything is true and nothing is permitted. Yeah. It's a surreal <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Uh, uh. I Okay, so the the story of the game, if we can begin to... So even attempt this. I mean, I'd say it, it starts off pretty cleanly. It does. Saga and Alex Casey. My name Casey. is Alan Wake. I'm a writer. <laughs> um, Saga and Alex Casey arrive at uh, Bright Falls. Specifically to, Cauldron Lake. Specifically Cauldron Lake to investigate a murder. Well, and no, that's not how it starts. It starts on the a bare naked guy getting out of a lake. Yes. Uh, who gets murdered. Who gets murdered. Yeah, and then Saga Anderson and Alex Casey show up to Cauldron Very Lake strange. investigating it's a, a very murder. Stra- it's a very dong evocative. Dong? Uh, oh yeah, a very evocative opening. I think very yes. pro- provocative opening. A provocative, evocative. It's very fun. A little bummed because those two characters never really show up again in the rest of the game. Yeah, yes. I thought about that the other day. I thought I thought, I thought about, about it every like, time I went back to the diner. Yeah, I was like the the girl is a writer. Like, so like there, the... I mean, she probably got sucked up into the lake. Let's be real. <laughs> you, or got so the, killed the by game the starts. You are you, you crawl out of the lake while this portly naked. I don't even know if it's fair to say that he's portly. He's what he is is bloated because his body has been in the water. He's basically for like thirteen a, years. Yeah, he, but he gets he he gets out of. The uh, the lake and start stumbling, start r- stumbling, and stumbling into the, the woods. Wolf. And at one point, there are these two people up on a ridge that he's trying to yell at, and they're just like, "Okay, let's leave this guy alone." Because um, you're naked. Yeah, like yeah you... he's this naked man yelling, walking through the woods, and yeah, he goes further into the woods and I... gets ambushed by these group of people in deer masks. I know Bright Falls and is like what in Washington or something, yeah. but like it sounds like a typical Florida. Uh, but that's the problem is that they me. weren't in Florida. I know. <laughs> that's where the real if if Alan Wake <laughs> took place in Florida, here. no one would be. Everyone would be like, "There's nothing happening here." Yeah, yeah. it'd be a real bath salt situation. The FBC <laughs> would just not care. I, I can't imagine the FBC has a presence in, in Florida. In Florida. <laughs> or that's a funny thought. or they are. The entire, or it's a constant monitor. Yeah, <laughs> Florida is in a constant state of altered world event. So we, uh, we can also touch that like, there was some touches of control lore in here, but not a ton. Yeah, they they you hear Jesse Faden at one point say hello. Mm-hmm. Um, you, uh, real the only reason I fully picked up on is because I had subtitles on. And it says Jesse oh. colon hello. Okay, and I was I, like, oh, yes. that is her you voice. You see her actually. Yeah, I went in and looked back at the clip. Uh, it's in the hotel when mm-hmm. 
It's, it's part of the 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 binge drinking scene with Thomas Zane. Oh dang! It's on the, yeah. it's on the TV. It's when I, he when he freaks out and it's like that no one can know that you're here. I also believe that the hotel that Thomas Zane is in is the same name as the one it in is. control. It's the Ocean View Hotel. Yeah. Hmm. We'll, talk, um, we'll, have, we'll talk about Thomas Zane in a, in a bit. We, yeah. There's a lot of talk. A, the problem is there's it's sort of like Kingdom Hearts where I want to talk about everything, yeah. but then that leads to a completely unstructured <laughs> show. Yeah. And it's like we'll it's try. So, yeah, I'm, we're gonna try to keep it structured. Mm. Yes. Um, yes. So, um, real realistically, um, Saga. It's going to be hard to keep this structured, because much like the game, the structure can change depending on whoever is in control of the narrative. That is true. Right. And I I love that. There's so much of the weird layering of narrative and... I mean, the whole game is weird. Yeah. If I had yeah, to choose yeah. one adjective to describe it, it's it weird. It is weird. And it works. Yeah. So weird is... I think, well, I think you have to be willing to engage on it at that level. But I think what does make it work is that Remedy takes all of the weird stuff they do, like, really seriously. Yes. <laughs> none, of, none of it is played off in a joking manner, even if it's, like, a literal joke. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, stuff like that does happen in this game. It It's all very genuine. Like the moment you know? where... Sam Lake himself is begging you not to stab him with that big knife over there. Yeah. And then you go pick up <laughs> the thing. And then you pick up the knife and he runs he away. Runs away. <laughs> like, oh, God. I was, I was really worried during that scene. Yeah, I was like, I was running around. I ran back through the doors like, there's got to be another way around. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I just <laughs> like, I approached guess, the knife for a little bit. I just like, I guess they're going to make me murder this guy <laughs> yeah. in cold blood. It was funny. Yeah. They're... Um, We're already off. Which yes. side of the storyline do you think was more horror-driven and scarier? I think uh, Saga's. Really? Okay. Mm. Yeah, so I, I think Saga's game was more like Alan Wake 1. Um, yeah. And Alan Wake's side, it was just a whole different thing. Uh, but I think because Saga takes place in a version of the real world and that there is... Like, like time that where you're playing in the daytime and yeah. when you are safe from the monsters is what makes it more effective when the monsters show back up. Whereas when you're Alan, um, the monsters are always around and they also don't really have Wake. any form. Um, and so because everything is dark all the time, you sort of uh, can never feel safe. Yeah, you get kind of used to the ominousness of, of the atmosphere you're playing in. I, I disagree. Yeah? <laughs> I um, I have not been so terrified to play sections of a game <laughs> in a while. But the the hotel and the movie theater section for Alan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there are some really specific moments when you enter into specific scenes and all of a sudden there's way more enemies and they're all like a lot they're more all for you. Um, even that like but though yeah those moments are like oh god what's happening here yeah there's no way out of this and like they always use striking colors to um make you feel uneasy like filling the room with like red all of a sudden yeah. or yeah. like um, but I think in general, I think there was, 
for me the since there was those the going back and forth between levels of high tension and calm walking around town i think is what um for saga stuff made her interactions with the monsters more uh stressful for me hers was creepier but i don't think it was scarier like i i like yeah. legit like would have to stop playing sometimes with alan and i'm like i need <laughs> to take a break That's because fair. my heart rate yeah. is... I think a lot of that also has to do with the setting of each character's story. I think, uh, especially with, like, saga stuff, like, that stuff ends up becoming more, like, existential horror. Uh, like, she's being sucked into the story and reality is literally, like, shifting itself, not in major ways, but, like, just rounding itself around her and she's getting stuck in it. But then, like, all the Alan stuff is very immediate, uh, just bad vibes all around. There's almost no safety, it feels like. Like, you could just get... Not not bad vibes all around. Moment. There's some good vibes in uh, on yeah, that stage yeah. that you start out the game in. Uh, we should rewind and... You- and go Get back to like there. The, what the actual structure of the game is. Yeah. So you switch back and forth between Saga and Alan. Well, let's oh. go back further. After after you play as the naked guy and he gets murdered in the forest and gets his heart cut out, then we're interest inter, in introduced, not interested. We are introduced to FBI agent Saga Anderson and Alex Casey. With, uh, I would say, one of my favorite title card drops God, in a game so, ever. It is so... It's, it's just huge, doom. bold letters with, like, this really Alan. loud noise. It's very, Drop. very good. Wait. Very good opening Drop. sequence. Two. Because it's just so disorienting. You're like, what the heck is yeah, happening? I, but it's also them, like, just they're saying they finally were able to get yeah, this here yeah, to you. Th- like, there's a bit of showmanship about it. Yeah. yeah. Just the fact that this exists and yeah. you're playing it. It's a great feeling. So agents uh, Anderson and Casey um, are traveling to Bright Falls to investigate a series of... Uh, do they think it's a cult at the beginning? Um, uh, like, are they going to investigate a cult? No, I or think they're just investigating the murders. A string of reappearances yes. and murders. A string of, of people who have been murdered, who went missing 13 years ago, reappeared, and were murdered. Yeah. Um, um, they travel to Bright Falls. Well, it, first travel the, to Cauldron Lake, and they find this body, and that's when they... That realize it is similar to the other killings. Yes. Uh, and that's, I think that's where the idea of the cult comes in. Yes. Is like, um, oh, there were, like, because as the player, you get to do the investigating. You're yeah. looking at the body, you're examining, you're getting clues, you know, a bunch of stuff like that. You're trying to piece everything together. And that's where the idea of, like, oh, this definitely looks like a ritualistic killing. Got to be a cult, probably. Yeah. Um, Thirteen years ago is, of course, when Alan Wake originally went to Bright Falls and yeah. had his whole foray into the dark place, uh, which he's current, which he, you know, as we know, has been trapped in. Um, well, he didn't go. He he didn't. Uh, the whole game was his first foray into the dark place, but he <laughs> he did dive into it at the end of the, the but he, game. No, he. He started out in the dark place. In the first game? Yeah, that's he where he wrote nightmare. the story. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's very confusing. Um, but anyway, Alan's trapped in the dark place. Uh, all these people are showing up. I think they were all characters. Of course, only one of them shows up. Three of them are have already been killed. And uh, you find out that this guy who was killed was FBI agent. What was his name? Nightingale. Nightingale who was Robert a, Nightingale. Who was a character in Alan Wake 1. He was the biggest jerk imaginable, uh, but he had one of my favorite bits in the entire game of just in in the first game of just calling alan different horror writer names yes or just writer names in general we call him hemingway king you know all the yes he does that at one point in this game too yeah his reanimated corpse yeah uh because really mad yes he's he's an upset guy um yeah couldn't have happened to a better candidate yes uh, (laughs) really you know, it's funny. All these people reappearing. Uh, it it's very strange thinking about the one character, the the who was in the Control DLC, who um, what was his? Is that name? the Doctor? Yeah, the Doctor from the the. Not it wasn't a hospital. It was the retreat. Um, I forget what his name is, but he turned oh. into a big monster. Um. Very weird. Very that control deal. Doctor Hartman. Doctor Hartman. Yes. Mm, yes. Very strange. Um, so the FBI agents uh, they examine the body. Um, go back to the precinct in Bright Falls. Yes, they go to to go examine the body at the morgue. Um, and you know it comes back to life. Uh, starts attacking. Escapes. The sheriff uh, is yeah, about to hand you we, a file. We meet the sheriff, Tim Breaker, and then he just disappears. He's literally like about the hand saga file of... I don't even remember what it was at this they point. They were manuscripts. At, Ma- some, oh, point, yes, at yes. some point, Saga finds a, a manuscript of what was happening, and she thinks someone is using it to like taunt them. Um, and so Saga heads back to... Cauldron Lake with uh, Casey and finds a, you know, you're exploring through mm-hmm. and find this, they call it an overlap. Um, she's used through these manuscript pages. It's, she's able to find this place where the dark place, um, you know, that ambiguous <laughs> thing <laughs> That exists in the bottom of Cauldron Lake, but not actually in the bottom of Cauldron Lake. Where Alan is trapped, uh, it is somehow overlapping with the real world. And well, so yeah, she's it's kind of to... like the the tides of an ocean, because, you know, it's not a lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, an ocean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that line never explained. I, listen, it's I I find given... it to be uh, it's said. an analogy. It's it is, it is, dark it is re-said. Uh, and at some point, someone asked, what does it mean? It's never explained. Which and I, I think, popped. I, I think popped it's hilarious. It. I, I, think it's, like... I think it's really funny that this I line they left a... us off 13 years ago is like, what still does is mean? not explained. Listen, I think it's just it's an just explanation of the dark place. It just says, I, I don't think it has a meaning. It was... We can go back and forth about whether Alan was, the, is or is not a good writer and whether his his ability to create images and metaphor is great. I think he's a better writer in this game. Yeah. Um, but 
Uh, he certainly knows how to turn a phrase, even if it doesn't make <laughs> much sense. Um, um, so, one thing that we need to note that I may have been terrified. Seth maybe thought some of this game was scary. I don't know about Forrest. I I feel like I've told you this. Like I felt like I was on, like uneasy the entire game, even but, during the supposedly safe sections. Like something about me just felt off. But Sheriff Tim Breaker, completely unfazed by being in the dark place. Yes. Yeah. Well, we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> well, he got sucked in. He, well, we, he got, well, we don't know. That. He just disappears he at got, the beginning. He got sucked um, in. So, Ain't Cauldron like the. Saga goes into this overlap. It's just like this part of the park. She she walks through this tree and is in the dark place. Um, and eventually goes into the showdown with old Nightingale and just got interminable boss fight. Took me like 20 tries. Yeah. I was very bad at it. Get, it took me five, I think. And I was very bad at it. The first two and the last one were actual attempts, uh, but then attempt three and four was me realizing I need to learn the layout of this area. Yeah, I think that's what's hard about it is the place is so disorienting. Yeah. Like, you're like, what? Because you've just been going through, like, the same area over and over looping. Um, like, when Sokka goes into these overlaps, or like, a scene that loops over and over, and then all of a sudden you're in this area and it's like where where do i go here yeah um it's a disorienting type uh after it ends um it it ends up with them going down to the shore of cauldron lake and there's someone who is washed up and when you know it it's old alan wake himself 13 years later he's got himself out of the dark place he looks pretty good he doesn't look as bloated as everyone yeah. else. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> it's popped out. Older, of older shirt, certainly. Um, yeah, of course. A little bit longer yes. hair. Yes, they take him back to their makeshift um, field office. Field office in this lodge in Bright Falls, uh, and begin to interrogate Alan. Um, and you know he's ha- he's having trouble remembering. Uh, and then he sees... The story just isn't lining up. He sees this... Uh, he's looking at, over at this closet, and he's like, wait a minute, I'm starting to remember. And then you plunge into the into his memories, and you were Alan in the dark place. Um, God. <laughs> Excellent. Just... Yeah, it was it was a great a great entrance. Um Alan's Alan's thing is a bit harder to explain. Yeah. Um, he uh, he appears. Is he in uh, FMV first? I, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, it, it opens. You you go into the the her dressing room. Yeah. Yeah. He wakes up in a dressing room, or yeah. the the game. It puts you in a, him him. Waking up in a coming to in a dressing room, looking around, and he sees uh, himself on like TV. Yeah, he sees himself on TV. He's like, "Am I going on? Do I have a, a thing book for today? Am I going on?" Uh, he looks in a TV, and it's uh, it it appears that his whole thing has already happened. There's this whole there's a uh, live action scene of him on this talk show, the in between with Mister Door, and he's 
uh, you know, he's in the, the, the video, he's not really sure what's happening. Mr. Door is describing this new uh, book he has written, um, Initiation. Uh, Alan's acting like he has no idea what's happening. Uh, as Mr. Door continues to explain, Alan's saying stuff like, oh, this, this is really great. These are great ideas. Uh, this, keep going. I, yeah, I, I didn't do it, but, you know, <laughs> um, please. Uh, and it's it's a very meta conversation, um, and then you know Alan after it he he sort of comes back to in the in the 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 state he's in the studio the trying stage, trying yeah. to trying to find his way out. Um, he meets our friend Ati the yeah, Ati the, the janitor is there. He helps him <laughs> helps guide him through. Uh, eventually, he gets to an exit. He comes up, and, and we're in a very twisted, dark version of New York City. Uh, uh, real quick, I, I just want to give a quick spotlight to Ati and just the wisdom that he always imparts. Uh, it never really makes any sense, but he says his little, his little goofy guy things, and I always kind of just nod my head and go like, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A, a fish does fry its legs when it flops around on the sand. Yeah, sure, Ati. We all say that. <laughs> yeah. I say it every day. Yeah. Whether or not it's the same Ati from Control, I'm... <laughs> yes, it's... I'm 99% sure it is, but there's yeah, really yeah, no yeah. telling. Um, Alan's He's a concept. So yeah. Alan gets a, as Alan gets out of uh, this stage, he... Um, he he gets onto the street and there's a a, a payphone ringing. Um, tells him to go to a certain place. Um, he has to go to this subway station. At some point, yes. he sees uh, Alex Casey, except the version of Alex Casey that he wrote in his books. Yeah. So the uh, character of Alex Casey. Yes, the character, the, Alan's ver- character, Alex Casey, yeah. he follows him down an alley where he gets shot down and murdered. <laughs> uh, and that's when he gets his gun and flashlight. Um, a lot of stuff happens. Uh, we can talk about the de- the specific details of, of the whole subway se- sequence. But it ends with um, Alan going to the... Oh, uh, what is the 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 apartment complex where they uh, uh, where he and his wife live? Parliament and, Tower. Yes, and um, he goes up and he's trying to find his he's trying to find Alice, and there's this videotape that plays, and at the end of it, it sort of kicks you out and back to the real world, uh, and and from there on, you can choose which. Um, storylines you want right. to do in whatever order. Yep, this um, is the main chunk of the game. There are now there are these needs at the end of each sequence, like at the end of a boss fight and overlap, or at the end of a a, a story beat in um, in Alan's. You, there there are also these conversations where Saga and Alan are talking to each other. Uh, but they're not really conversations because each of them can only hear sort of part of what the other one is saying. You realize that they're sort of two ships passing in the night. Like, they're... 
reacting to different conversations to it. Like it's it's wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think after that conversation, that the first conversation you have with Saga, the actually the end of it, um, he ends up finding. Um, in the dark place, he finds Nightingale's body. Yeah. And, and he writes on his heart. Yeah. And doesn't he shove something? The clicker, I think, right? Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember if... I don't remember. He put something in the body that, in the real world, helps Saga get that. It's the or clicker. No. Was it the clicker or was yeah, it the Yeah, because the cult page? takes the clicker. Mm, yes, yes. And that's where Saga goes off to next. Um, so th- you're finding that there are these weird these weird connections between the real world and the dark place, and they're also able to have these conversations. Um, so yeah, you get to from there on, you get to sort of choose your own adventure in a sort of way. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot if we painstakingly go. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to just. I was trying to just get to that point of where yeah. that happened, and then I, I I forgot that it was. It's kind of it's, it's not super far into the game, yeah. but when you're just explaining it, it is a lot. Yeah. To get to it. Um, essentially, like if we want to like give the quick beats for each story, um, Saga goes, um, she ends up going to this place called Coffee World. And, in a, well, the, in a nearby town of Watery. Yes, which was not an Alan Wake one. Yes. Uh, so I wasn't she, sure. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I, I remember asking was it, about it. Was it mentioned in Alan Wake one? Like, I, I know I, I just played possible, that game, but I, but I can't remember it's, off the it's, top of I, my head. When I heard the the name, I was like, this that sounds familiar, sounds familiar yeah. to me. Is it? Maybe it's a real place. I don't <laughs> Maybe that's why it's familiar. Yeah. Maybe you're thinking of Waterloo. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't uh, that's it. So um the so the the quick beats is Saga goes to Saga goes to Watery and Coffee Watery, World. Coffee World. Um she goes to this trailer park that she's told to go to. Um and that she owns apparently. The, yeah. She owns a trailer there. Everyone in the town is acting like they know Saga. Which is yeah, it happens at the beginning out. of the game. Yes. She goes into the into the coffee, the oh the dear, dear diner, diner. and Rose yes. starts talking at her like, like she's been there before. And yeah, tell, Rose for a fair about how her, time. Her daughter died working two Lake. jobs. She's got two jobs. Yeah. while being yeah. obsessed with Alan, um, which is really a third a job. Time job. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, putting out all these lunch boxes all over the forest. Uh, oh man, what? that makes a lot of sense. I didn't uh, even, like think of like <laughs> like I think I was just a little too engrossed in like the primary uh, plot in like Saga. That's and why she's that, yelling like, at him that you've given me all these hints and stuff. All of them are the hints. Yeah, that yeah. she was interpreting. No, no, that's fair. <laughs> I just like I never I never like had the idea to think like who is leaving all these around. Like I had that thought like in the beginning of the game, at, but then after a while, you I'm can just talk like oh, these to are her about it. I. That's why the old lady's sewing or yeah, crocheting yeah. the symbols for yeah. Rose. Oh man! I Every knew time that she I was crocheting the symbols for like, a, for a long time, I man. thought I I would find those and be like, "Ooh, I have to." Uh, there must be something must happen if I shoot all of these. It, yeah, no, I definitely thought big. it was a shooting puzzle. Too. Yeah, that was Resident they're Evil just, Four. Yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> just a signpost. Um, so. Um, yeah, so. after after <laughs> Saga re- reveals to her that she's the hero of the story. 
that Rose has been waiting for. You can then, uh, like, you have a mandatory conversation with yeah, her. If yeah. you go back to her, you can talk about more things. So one of the things is, is, is she says, so you're the one who's been putting all these lunch boxes out, right? Oh, man. I... I guess I must have missed that yeah. one. New Game yeah. Plus will be great for you. Yes, it will. <laughs> um, so uh, she goes to her trailer. Um, she sees a lot of stuff that she recognizes. And then she talks to um, our friends, the old gods of Asgard. Yes. Tor and Odin. Tor and Odin are Anderson. they. Anderson, yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's revealed that... Well, it's less revealed and more... Uh, Tor is yelling at Saga that he's his he's her grandfather. Yes. And she's skeptical, of course. Because she doesn't really never make sense. Met but these guys. Yeah. Um, and they're also drunk. Yes. As Incredibly always. drunk. Um, and they tell you um, about a um, A, the how to get the clicker and the with the parade float with the, the cult, basically. Then you have to do that, and then you go to the nursing home, uh, which is the scariest part, in my opinion, for Saga, is the nursing home. Definitely um, is the part of the game with the most uh, scary face jump scares. Yeah. Yes. And you get to meet, yeah. um, oh, what is her name? There's a lot of people. She, But she's the woman from The Dam yeah. in yeah. Alan Wake 1, um, and she's... A taken. She has been taken. Alan yes. Wake took you her lamp. You also meet Ati again. Ati <laughs> lives there. The Tor and Odin live there. Some other yep. old people. All great characters, honestly. Ten out of ten they characters. Have a, lot yes. of, a lot of fun interactions with yes. all of them. Um, uh, they live in this old folks home that Tor and Odin... Uh, founded. Yeah, they, so they the... founded it uh, after their, their last tour. Yes. Um, well, which, Barry, I guess we'll, Barry founded it for them. We'll also yeah. get to that in a bit later. Because <laughs> yeah. that was absurd. Um, and then from there, her story actually, that starts to be where her story starts to wrap up a little bit after the, the nursing home. Um, yeah, because they, uh, the nursing home is where she, um, that's her last uh, overlap where the um, she basically hashes it out you the the conversations happen in like reverse order so like the first conversation that alan has with her in the dark place is pretty much the last no the first conversations are the same conversation the second conversation that saga has is the third conversation alan has and vice versa yes um it was kind of confusing. Uh, I was the way I was <laughs> yeah. playing it was after those conversations, I would switch over to go and get the other half. And mm-hmm. then when I got to that, after I did the second one for Saga, I got to the second one with Adam. And I was like, "That was not what they <laughs> yeah. talked about last <laughs> yeah. time. What the heck is happening?" Yeah, uh, uh, it was very strange. getting fooled. And then, um, so that's kind of a good spot to stop for her. And then you, we can talk about Alan a little bit. Um, so Alan is solving murders instead of finding overlaps. Yeah. Well, he's and sort of he. What he is doing, Alan's whole conceit is that he, um, 
needs a murder story. So his whole thing is he's trying to write stories to get out of the dark place. And, and he so, can only write murder stories. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's all he can do. He's really pigeonholed himself. Uh, and so at the beginning of genre. each at the beginning of each, uh, he has a little moment in the, the where he wakes up in the studio, he goes outside and he receives some information about where a murder has happened. Um, and he goes there and he is writing this story and as you go through these different areas uh he will uncover certain details which will right. we'll give him new plot points to, to write into the, the story scene. which can then change the scene um and so it's kind of you're going further it's sort of a a micro metroidvania in that yeah. you're going into these scenes you're finding new plot points you're going back to previous scenes Using, using those plot, plot points, points to open up new areas and progress forward. Um, it's one of my favorite game mechanics. It's a re- I've it's really cool. Genuinely insane. Like it, because all these scenes like switch on the fly. Like there's no loading screen. Yep. Like it just there's you a there's it a little. So the game uses a lot of uh, in control when when you would. Um, there were these moments when you would have these conversations with. The like director. the past, yeah, the director past versions of people, and they would show up as like these silhouettes uh, in the in the the scenery. Yeah, um, that stuff happens in this one too. Uh, when and anytime you change one of the the details of these scenes, you get one of Alan Wake typing, Alan Wake typing, and uh, there's a really great uh, typewriter noise, and it's really good, goes, and everything changes. Um, and so the it's always the same with Alan. He he wakes up in the in the theater. Uh, he has an interaction with or the Warlador, studio. The studio, different than the, the studio, theater. Yes. Sorry uh, to be pedantic. He goes out into the streets. He gets uh, information via a phone call or something else about where to go. Where there's with a someone that we still still not sure who he was talking. To. Yeah, not uh, just yet. He was. Well, two of the times he was talking to Thomas Zane. Right. Yes. Um, but, like, we don't know that by, like, this point in the game. Yeah. Um, goes to these new locations. Sort of, he, he follows these weird echoes of Alex Casey as he is solving this murder. Um, and trying to chase down Alan Wake. Yes, but at, while Alan Wake is chasing down these echoes of Alex Casey to get... New plot, new plot ideas, ideas to change scenes. the scenes. Yeah, like it's most of these end up very badly for Alex Casey too. Yeah, um, <laughs> really. <laughs> he's always severely injured, and of course we we know that. Uh, at, every once in a while, we'll actually see Alex Casey, and something bad will happen to yeah. him. Yeah, he'll get um, torn apart. Usually, but of course, this is you know. These things aren't real. This it's is the a, dark this is him. This is a character that Alan Wake, even though he's seeing these visions. Um, is he real, though? Like, that's the thing. Uh, the So the, the first time he's, it's the, the, the subway station, the, the, what was it called? Uh, this is New York City, and but all the street names are fake. Yeah. Um, there is, what was it called? It's called... Caldera Station. Yeah. Yes, Caldera, Caldera Street, Street Station. Station. Um, the second one is the is it the hotel? The, the Ocean Overlook View Hotel. The Ocean View Hotel. No, the, I think it's the Overlook. No, 
The Overlook was... What is the Overlook? I don't remember what the Overlook is. I'm pretty sure it's the Overlook. No, it's. I, mean, I the, think the, the name Overlook of the was the name actually. of the the thing from the first game. Mm. Yeah, like the the hotel it's is definitely the, the Ocean, Ocean View because it was the same one as the 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 motel and control. Um. I'm looking. I'm the, looking. Wait, the Overlook Hotel. It is the Ocean View Hotel. Isn't that from? The Overlook Hotel is the thing from. Is that the thing from The Shining? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's. I'm like. I know the name. Uh, is very similar. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. Shining and Twin Peaks are yeah. very much. Uh, the much inspirations. The, the, yeah, the direct inspos for this. Uh, yeah, so the second That's one, you, we go, love it. you go to the Ocean View Hotel. Yes. Um, trying to find Tom Zane. Trying to find Tom Zane. You figure out in the second the second phone call, he, he you find out it is Tom Zane. Uh, there's some weird stuff that happens. Is it Tom Zane? Who is Tom Zane? Well, we don't know. We thought we knew. We know that, we know that Tom Zane is uh, maybe Alan Wake. <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, look. See, this is where the like Tom Zane confuses me. Like, so a lot of the stuff that happened in the first game about Tom Zane is just kind of it's just what happened to Al written out of existence and like like it didn't happen. Like there is like Alan never experienced it in the first game. Tom Zane was a poet that lived on Cauldron yes. Lake. Yes, uh, and he disappeared, and then no one even knew he existed. Yeah. Like, he was a race from existence, except for Alan Wake. I, there was someone who knew him. It was, it was the it was lady the woman. in the dam. That's, the, that's why she became a Taken, because her lamp was gone. Yes. Yeah. She had Tom's lamp, um, and she was, like, the only person who remembered he existed. Aside um, from the one lady that was possessed by the dark yeah. place, who was, like, his wife or uh, yes. whatever. Uh, whatever her name was. Who was she? Was kind of the Cynthia villain. Weaver. Uh, yes, that's yeah. it. That yeah. well, that was the one. That's the. Is that the damn lady? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Barbara damn. Jagger. Yes, Barbara that's Jagger. what it is. Uh, um. But Tom Zane, like the character, this version of Tom Zane is definitely a different character. Completely different. It feels. Like. Um, and also at the end of, in Alan Wake One, there's, an insinuation. That Alan himself is a character that Tom wrote into existence. Uh, at least that is what I came away thinking when I played it. Yeah. It was like, oh, um, this guy was created by by Tom Zane, um, and also Thomas Tom Zane appears at one point in like a big scuba scuba suit, suit yes. to dive down and like save Alan or whatever. Uh, yeah, and then in this game you find out the Thomas Zane you're introduced to is a filmmaker from Finland, I think. Yes. Uh, who moved to Bright Super. Falls into the building that that is currently the retirement home. Um, and they were making films and that never came out. And then he disappeared. And yeah. apparently one of the films he made was a movie called Tom the Poet about a poet who goes missing uh, and into Bright Falls and also is a diver. Uh, and so it's like, 
What is? Wait a minute. What is what, there an objective which, reality? Which is the beginning of this story? Yeah. Um. And the the Thomas Aine stuff in this in this thing is weird. At one point, uh, there's this the whole thing about this film that he made that I we. It was. I briefly spoke about his last episode. Yeah. I don't think that film was an actual film that he made. I think it only exists in Alan's version of The Dark Place. (laughs) I mean, that's possible. It's. (laughs) That's the thing with this stuff. Like, especially Thomas. It's really fun. It's hard to think about because uh, there is is no clear beginning and end of of like where characters' stories are. Yeah. Um. Uh, the, so yeah, the the hotel is the second one. Um, there was a murder there, uh, a big cult sacrifice. Well, there were, as you are doing oh, all these man. cult things, you are finding about finding out about this ritual. This is the ritual to lead you on. Um, well, also in the hotel, there's in some of the scenes like there's a play being put on. Yes, the 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 plot of the hotel troop. is that there is well one of the plots of the, of the hotel is that there is well uh, the plot of <laughs> the hotel that Alex Casey is investigating. Yes. The the visions of Alex Casey that Alan is seeing is that there was a traveling uh theater troupe uh who was putting on this um performance at this hotel uh, this legendary performance that a, 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 a troupe is like only allowed to once. perform once, called the cult. Yeah, um, where all, they it would happen throughout the hotel. You would be able to walk around and see the scenes as they're happening. Sort of performance art. Yeah, yeah. in a way. Um, and at the end of this performance, one of the actors actually murdered someone. And that is what Alex Casey is investigating in the visions, right. and that what you as Alan are following through the hotel, because um, there was some ritual that the cult was doing, and that is when the uh, person, the star of the show, who never uh, took off his mask, his deer mask, from when he got there, uh, they said it was a big get, this huge actor that was, and it was Alan Wake. Uh, and he was staying in character the whole in time. In character the whole time. So he was playing like the devil himself or mm. whatever. <laughs> mm. And <laughs> the third the third sequence uh is Is the theater. Is the theater. Thomas Zane's Poets Theater. Um is that the name of the place? I think I don't, so. I don't no. know if I ever clocked the name of this theater. Uh I think it, it's something like that. Despite uh, myself working at one, you think I would have been a little more invested? Yeah, in, uh, the the theater definitely the has some of the more gnarly, uh, like visuals in terms of what the the scenes turn into when yeah. you change them. Um, yeah, the theater is kind of hard to explain. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Uh, Obviously, a murder happened. Alan learns about this murder from Tom Zane. He goes there. They find that Alex Casey was... I guess he followed the cult here. This was sort of... And he's trying to track down the leaders of the cult. Yes, this was sort of their base of operations. The murder here was that there were two 
individuals who were policemen who were helping the cult on the sly, and this was going to be their initiation uh, into the cult, and instead they were murdered. And that is what Alex Casey is following, the, um, and Alan Wake is following the visions as he goes through. And then there's this thing, there's this guy called the Grandmaster... I don't know who that is. I still think there's something going on there with that. Yeah. Um, There is... Like, it's very intentionally ambiguous and hard to follow. Yeah. I'll say that. (laughs) The the guy Alex Casey ends up finding is uh, Ilka, who is a character in the real world. One of the owners of Coffee World. Um, And there is this film that plays that Alex Casey and you as Alan see. This is the Tom Zane, one of the Tom Zane films. This is, well, this is the, the, he, the, the, the legend is that he created this film. Uh, yo, Tom, yo. In. Nightless Night. In Finland, and it was lost. And the, the leaders of this cult have found this film and are going to show it because it has some kind of occult power uh and it's this real 22 minute like art film that remedy made for this and like I it's, it's a full thing. thing um it was glorious it's all in it's all in finish it stars um sam like it stars Al- alex casey Al- 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 uh, uh, alex Kesa. Kesa, that's what uh, it is um and it's got a Barbara Jagger in it, and it's got Tom Zane in it. It really tells and the whole story Ati of the game. It. Well, it sort of tells a story this. of a version of the game. Yeah. Um, it kind of actually is sort of foreshadowing what's about to happen. Yeah, for uh, sure. Because the story is about, like, Alex Casey coming home, and I guess he got fired, or... he. Yeah, he just got fired from his job or something. And it's just sort of like him going around and talking to people that he used to know. And then he runs into the cult. Runs Well, he runs into this woman who he mm. used to have a thing with. Yes. But she was in love that. with Tom Zane. Uh, or in this one, he was in love with uh, Veka, Veko Allen, <laughs> uh, who was played by Tom Zane. Um and but Tom Zane's not in the picture anymore and so Alex Casey tries to get with this woman but she's part of this cult and drugs him and takes him out into the forest to sacrifice him in order to bring back Alan Wake from out of this lake and replace him with Alex Casey yeah uh it's really weird and, yeah. and this very weird uh, it's sort of what happens in the end of this game yes. on a level. <laughs> and um, reasonably, the version of Alex Casey that is chasing the other story starts going crazy uh, because he just saw himself perform in a, in a movie which he has he no memory of yeah. uh, ever filming. Uh, and then there's this weird sequence where you're going, where you go into this room with a bunch of film and it just keeps looping around and yeah you're well actually you enter into 
the into the into the the screen. Um, yes. Like a door shows on screen, and you go up to it, and you get sucked into like, oh, this film really world. That. There's so much cool stuff yeah, in this game. It's like really this. It's, it's like we're kind of glossing cool. over in, a, in some cases. But, um, and uh, that's that's cool. this is when the scene happens where you you walk into a room, and Sam Lake is there. As himself, he's like, please don't kill me. Yeah, he's like, I'm not, I, I'm not Alex Casey. This is the character I play on in movies. And then he's like, please, please don't use that knife over there to complete the ritual to sacrifice me. And this big spotlight shows on this knife. <laughs> yeah, and you go to pick it up, and you turn he, back, and he's, he's gone. He's bolted. He's uh, it's 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 so weird because it's just like this really genuinely funny moment in this like at the end of this really dark segment. God, it was the most harrowing part. Like, yeah. This is very time, stressful for me. Every time I had to change something in the theater, I was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to do like, this. It's like, you know something bad's going to happen yeah. when you change it. Um, But yeah, Alan sort of, he kind of, I forget how he really gets out of that. Because uh, he meets the Grandmaster and we don't know who it is and what his deal is, if he's a real person. Um, they leaves. We skipped the musical episode. Yeah, but we'll, we'll talk about it. Oh, yeah, um, that's what I was missing. And how could... Gosh. It's really weird, because um, at, at the beginning of... I forget when it happens. There is this moment where we have an FMV of Alan Wake... Um, sitting at his typewriter typing. Yeah, in the writer's room. In the writer's room, and another Alan Wake comes in and shoots him in the head. Yeah, he, like, he, he burst into the room. Yeah, throughout the whole game. Rushes over to the desk like, and shoots so Alan. The, so the supposed, like, the enemy of this game, the antagonist that we are trying to stop is... is Mr. Scratch. Well, it's, it's the... It's the darkness... Um, but the the darkness of the dark place has embodied itself as Mr. Scratch, this evil version of Alan Wake. Um, and so... Uh, Which he hilariously has called that because he scratches his name out. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mr. Scratch is also like a euphemism for the devil. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is sort of used in a kind of punny way here. In, yeah. In the way that... Like, when they discover the first manuscript, it has Alan Wake's name scratched out. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's sort of employed as... It's not really a joke. It's, like, stated it's, very seriously, it, yeah. but it, it is kind it, of, like, it, winking. Yeah, it's a wink to the to the player, the person, like, viewing all of this. But to the characters uh, in the story, it is, um, you know. And so when we see this first scene... Um, you know, we assume that it's, you know, Mr. Scratch coming into the writing room and, and, and shooting him. The, we learn that there, Alan learns that there's this manuscript for this book called Return. Um, at the end of Alan Wake's American Nightmare, he started to write it, and that was what he yes. was going to use to get out of the dark place. Uh, in... This game, he learns that this manuscript has already been written, and he didn't write it, and so he assumes Scratch wrote it in order to get himself out of the dark place. Um, right. And he was, you know, he got a hold of it and was doing re rewrites of it, like in pen, 
And that's when Scratch, he burst in and he shot him before he could finish it. Um, and so that's what we, that's like what we're assuming happened. Every time you complete one of these sequences with Alan, he, um, he's sitting he goes, down at the desk, he's writing. Well, he goes, he goes to his, uh, apartment, mm, um, yes. and he, he sees, he's that, he sees glimpses of this art project that Alice is working on. We learn that she's being like haunted by visions of Alan, um, Sometimes or, physical embodiments yeah, of him. Yeah. Uh, and is working on this art piece about it. And uh, we're sort of led to believe that because of these, she couldn't make him stop and she committed suicide. God, this was also oh. the trippiest thing because the first time you see the art, it's Alan like hyper disheveled. Like, yeah. And then you become that disheveled the more Alan's storyline goes on. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, I'm, I, I am the person. Yeah. The yes. whole time it's been me. Yeah. Yeah. Each, each time he's it's coming up, up this, this elevator to this. Yeah. Uh, and so at the end of this, like at the end of the last one, he goes up to the apartment and, fi- and finds out that Alice is, uh, killed himself, beca- killed herself because of Mr. Scratch terrorizing her. And he gets really mad and he. He bursts into the writer's room and and shoots Mr. Scratch in the head. But of course, you know it, it was it was the him. previous uh, loop of yeah himself. This, this whole this whole, and and then he gets possessed by the uh, the, the dark the presence. dark presence and becomes Mr. Scratch. Um, has this whole loop that you're going on, um, and I think then you get kicked out, and and you're 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 in, you're back on you're a, back on Saga. Yeah. So I think. Um, I think that the structure of you being able to choose is cool. I, I think it. I I feel like it would have been better if it was forced intentionally. You, like you have to play this one, then this one, then this one. Yeah, instead. and so I sort, but I sort of understand that some like the environments change depending on which part of the story you're in. So if you want to do like backtracking stuff, is maybe locked behind certain. <laughs> doors and stuff but i don't know i just feel like it the game like takes it out of your control at the beginning and i and at the end and i think those are the times that the the story the the way that you are forced in and out it i feel like it flows best there yeah i i don't know i think i got really lucky with the way i ended up playing it I thought. I it think was there like is perfect. definitely an optimal way to switch. Yeah, between. I think so too. Um, I well, just... I I looked up a guide, misread it, and <laughs> played it the way I did. And I think at the end of it, I was like, I think I I think I played it right. Like I like thinking back on it, like the way it told me. I'm like I I think I nailed this. Like at least for me, because it led to me having a lot of well paced aha moments. Like and I was doing like a couple chapters per per person and mm-hmm. switching back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I never went on like an extended playthrough with either. Right. I, I was always even when there are times like I just want to keep playing as Alan. I would jump back into Saga to I th- progress that part of the story. I think what I ended up doing is that. Um, so I did the section in Watery as Saga, 
And then I think from there, I accidentally did, like, all of Alan's sections. Mm-hmm. And then I did the nursing home. Yeah, because I remember you. I remember <laughs> when we asking you once, and you were like, I just... I just finished Alan's stuff, and then you're like, I'm, I now I'm going to do the nursing home. I was like, what? you're like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Does it make any sense to me? Yeah. It was a complete accident. Yeah. It was not intentional. I was just so engrossed in yeah. what was happening, and but I didn't I th- even think, like, yeah. oh, I need to switch back soon. And I think if you are engrossed in that way, I think it's fine. But I think there is, like, there is the opportunity to do one story until it forces you to do the other one and then do that one to completion, too. And I think that would... That is probably, like, the least optimal way to yeah. play this game, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, you should go back and forth. Yeah, and so I kind of wish game it was... plus, baby. I, 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 I kind of do wish it was... Like, I didn't have a bad experience, but I, th- I think that it would be better if they put in, more like, curated. hard points. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially because you can't, you can't even do one chapter each because... Sometimes, like, there will be many chapters at the end of a chapter that are right, almost essentially cutscene or you just walking from one place to the next and you see a cutscene and, it, and it's over. Yeah. And there's no way of really knowing that until you actually do it. Uh, and so, you know, there, there, there can be times you're just like, uh, do I go back? Do I not? Um, yeah, and so I, it's... It, it's it can be kind of hard to do, so I do wish. Um, I mean, I don't wish it. I I enjoyed it the way I played it. I don't. I think it might have been stronger if they had specifically devoted chunks. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I don't really think it affected me in a negative way the way it was yeah. presented. Yeah. But I do think when it comes to the end part where you are, it goes. You have to play Saga and then Alan and then Saga. And then Alan, like, um, I, th- I think it, it has a, a better flow. Um, and also because, you know, the, I think the, the missions that you're doing a lot are more compressed and have, are huge set pieces as well. So it's sort of like, it, it, uh, I guess it helps itself in that way that there is a lot of momentum going to the end of the game. I gotta tell you, at this point in the game, I was I was pissed off too. Really? I, I remember texting David about it, like when, because you're like the whole thing with Alan is you're trying to get out and avoid Mister Scratch, and yeah. then he kills himself and becomes Mister Scratch. And I was like, God, all of that worked for nothing. Uh, it just made me really upset. <laughs> Ain't that just the way? Um, and I was, and I just, and I was kind of like, keep playing. yeah. Like, I, was like, I was honestly kind of. There was a point where I was like, man, I'm kind of. Turned off by the way that this story is going. It's kind no, of no, sir. It's kind of annoying me. Um, Wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I once I got to the end, I was like, okay, that actually redeemed a bunch of the stuff that I had issues with, which I thought was it was funny, um, funny to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? Before we get into like the the the, the end, we should go back and like talk. Do about the musical. Sp- well, we should go back part. and talk about specific stuff in in the different chapters that we thought was interesting. Yeah, I think. Like Tim Breaker. Yeah, we didn't talk about Tim Breaker at all. He shows uh, up at, right at the beginning. He disappears, of course, and then you uh, find him in the dark. Yeah, place. and you you kind of it's interesting. The first time you have to go out of your way to find him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he is there, in. In Alan, in Alan's version of the Dark Place, which is kind of even stranger, 
Uh, but he says that... But he gets that it's strange, too. Yeah, and he's like, it's weird. He's, he's totally unfazed by it. It's like, this is old hat to him. Uh, apparently, this has been happening to... I don't know that he's ever physically manifested in a different space like this, but he does talk about like how he, when he was a kid or something, he used to have dreams where he would appear in other places. Yeah. And there was always this guy, Warlandor, who was connected to it. He didn't know why he was connected to it. And I was like, Warlandor, you mean like the talk show host? <laughs> and he's uh, like, Because this no. is like immediately after a talk show so, segment. Yeah. And Alan's like, and, and, and Tim Briggs like, no, I don't. I don't think he would be a talk show host. It must be a different guy. So I want to read to you a quote from Reddit <laughs> that I found. Okay. On I found it on TikTok the other day. <laughs> I don't really go on. You're TikTok. checking off all the boxes here, Dave. Um, I want you to know that. But did you know that Dylan, the bad guy in Control, talks about Warlandor? So and I, Alan Wake too. I did. Um, well, he doesn't. He the Dylan in one of his. Uh, it's so. I'm trying to remember a, how they're. I, they're in like the collectible things. He talks about a Mister Door that used to come to him. Who, who? He said, he, "I I was in a dark place. There was a dark man there. His name is Mister Door." He told me there are many worlds side by side on top of each other, mm-hmm. inside of others. In world, there was a writer who wrote a story about a cop. In another world, the cop was real. Doors said he himself was in all of them at the same time, endlessly shifting between them. So, it's weird. Yeah. They, um this was a I, I after I finished the game I remember looking this up and seeing that quote because I was I was trying to figure out if um, Mr. Door is interesting I think he he definitely has a I think a part to play in the future of this story but I definitely think all the stuff with him and with Tim Breaker are pointing at the future of the Control franchise more than they are what's happening um, here yeah. Um, that's not to say they're not involved here. Um, cause Tim, Timmy always shows up and he's got, there's some fun conversations with him. He's mapping out the dark place. Yeah, he's trying to map out the dark place. He's trying to figure out why it always changes. Uh, and he's got this, 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 uh, chalkboard that every, every new time you, every subsequent time you meet him, he's got new stuff Filled written about, about it. Uh, he's eventually. He's got a sketch of Warlandor. Yeah, eventually it seems... To be explicitly referencing, um, uh, what's her name from Control? Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. The it's lady just, with the red hair. The red-haired woman. Uh, uh, she's coming to find me or something like that. Um, so I definitely think we'll see him in, in Control again. But again, there was this. Uh, well, I'll talk about that later with <laughs> with Alice. Um, I want, a quick thing with uh, Tim. Uh, Sheriff Breaker, uh, David, you and I were very confused about him at first because uh, yeah. we thought that he was the same or supposed to be the same Sheriff Breaker from Alan Wake 1 whose name was, I think, Sarah? Yeah, um, so you can have a conversation with them about that yes. eventually. And yeah. she's like, she, oh, she was, I think she's cousin, cousin I think. Uh, and he, he came and, and took over after she... She died, or I think she just left. But he I don't also, but he also talks about 
seeing different worlds, and that's where you also see Jesse. You you can see Jesse in that. He he talks about a redheaded woman that has yeah yeah that's yeah. like that's that's what I was saying on on his his board of notes. He 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 mentions a redheaded woman. Yeah. Um. It yeah, it's interesting. I mean, and obviously the big connection here is Quantum Break. Um, that he was, he he played the role of the main character, and that, um, in that, uh, what's his name? Um, there was a there was a, a Mr. Hatch in that one who mm-hmm. who also who, who that was seemed Lance to be Reddick, yeah it was Lance yeah. Reddick, who was also kind of seemed to be this multiversal traveler. He described himself as. Uh, being in between things, um, and so like there, I think Remedy has pretty much said that you know control, uh, not not control, um, quantum, quantum break, break and uh, the Max Payne stuff. They do not exist within this world. Yeah. But they basically took the plots and were just like plopped them in, like yeah, you know, they, let's, let's use. They these. took the dish and reflavored it a yeah. little bit, so like it Which technically, I think, I think it's fun. Um, yeah, and it's also trippy because I rem- I sent this video to David uh, a couple weeks ago at the end of Control, uh, at the end of Quantum Break, rather there was a teaser for. Alan Wake 2, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. the, the idea of Alan Wake 2 that they wanted to make back then, but then weren't able to do it. Um, and it's like... You, you gotta watch it, because it's it's directly stuff that is in Alan Wake 2 now. Uh, there's a different it's actress. It's kind of like the secret endings in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, there is even a... a, a who Essentially, who Saga is. Uh, it's a different yeah. actress. Hmm. Um, but it's like, you know, there's this voiceover of, of basically all the things that are happening in the setup of Alan Wake 2. And it's, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's really fun that the original, you had the original teaser to Alan Wake 2 and Quantum Break and they kind of took the story of the characters of Quantum Break and transposed them into the world of Alan Wake. Yeah. Uh, to be parts of the story of control essentially i love it so uh, i guess and i mean we could we should also talk about how max Payne, um if no one who in max Payne, the vo- the the body that they used as max Payne was based on sam lake yeah and the voice um i forget what the the voice actor's name is same but he's the same voice who does alex casey in this game yeah so alex, alex casey who is also based max Payne. also is visually based on sam lake and sam lake appears as a version of himself who is an actor who plays alex casey in in the in world uh, alex casey movies <laughs> yeah in yes. the dark place it's oh it's so fun it's it's crazy though. Um, there is a manuscript in the game, I guess. Um, I missed it where it says that Tim Breaker is Orlandor's unwilling uh, protege. Yeah, yeah uh, so that's I think there, I got that. Yeah, one. there's one. Um, Does that it? it's 
near the end of the game, it's sort of like the from the perspective Sandra, right? of Warlandor. Yeah. Yeah. That he's talking about, oh, I can I can tell that the the writer he can he, he's clearly aware yes. that Alan Wake is right is and watching he, him and writing and about like, him. He's I'll like, I'll, yeah, him, I'll let it happen this time. Yeah. Like just I'll let for the him sake. pull me into the story for yeah. the sake of what I want. Yeah. That's uh, it's you know, it's crazy really interesting. Stuff. Uh yeah, you get it as saga because she needs to f- use it to learn how to maneuver. Uh, in the space that she's in. Well, she she also is probably Warlandor's daughter. Yes, it's, like, it's alluded yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Which Man, is crazy. Being an Anderson and a door. Like, yeah. What did you think about the the fact that she was an the the relative of of the old gods of Asgard. I thought it was dope. Yeah. Like I wasn't like I initially I was like ah like do we have to bring these two old guys back? Well I Uh, there were they were the I think there was no way you couldn't bring oh, them absolutely. back because, but like were, in such a big like yeah, it was way, interesting. You know? Also, uh, I love because it now. Um, I think the guy who played Odin in the first one passed. Oh mm. really? Uh, I I remember seeing this uh, thing. I I it was this post. It was on Twitter. It might have been like a Reddit thing uh, about how like a surprising amount of the actors in Alan Wake. Who would have been able to return Alan Wake to like the the surprising amount of the characters their actors passed? Um, I wonder if that's why Barry wasn't. Uh, I don't think he was one. Alice Alice Wake had a new actor. Yeah. Yep. Um, the guy who was uh, Odin, the the woman who was the 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 villain in the nursing home. I can't I can't remember Cynthia Weaver. Cynthia Weaver. She yeah. Was, that was she a looked different completely person. different. Yeah, I didn't even remember her. Um, and I think it was probably because of how she looked. That was also 13 years later. Yeah. So yeah. she's going to be older. Ah, uh, yeah. But yeah, so it was interesting when they first... It's also weird because of the whole, like, what in this story is actually real? Who are real What characters? is objective reality and what like, is... Like, who, who, who of these people are the actual real and who is part of the story? Like, yeah. I was... For a long time, I... Like I, like it's this thing with Alex Casey. Alex Casey is apparently in universe a real person, who gets uh, a lot of crap. Who got a lot of crap in the FBI uh, because of these Alex Casey books? Listen, you've got kids around here named Clark Kent. Also, (laughs) is it? It might also be the same person because there's eventually this insinuation that. Alan Wake somehow isn't writing original characters. He is writing real people into his stories that, like, already exist. So they they touch on this. It's because... Oh, what is the word? What do the, what do the control people call him? Yeah, they call him a para-utilitarian. He's yes. basically a semi-god. Like, it, I feel like that's what they're getting at. He's both... A hyper powerful person with reality with altering al- ability. With alter world or um what are they uh objects of power. Yeah. Yeah. Uh he's they they surmise they surmise that the clicker is a possible object of power. Yeah. Uh, uh it's it's some weird rewrites of of Alan Wake. In the first one, everything was based on the power of the lake. 
Uh, and in this one, they are extending that to, okay, it, it, in control, there were files you could find about Wake and them maybe wondering if he was uh, able to use... <laughs> of course I Google it, and it is just a thing that, that was made up for control. Which yeah, is yeah, it's just not a word. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Individuals capable of wielding paranatural powers yeah. by binding to objects of power. And he yeah. is bound which, to the I mean, well, and I guess the typewriter as well. If you want to count that, I mean, look, I don't. I th- I think there's also the thing with the clicker is it's like he used it in the first one, and in that one, I don't remember it in the first one to be honest. Well, it wasn't like a huge plot point, but it the was the clicker. It, but yeah. it, it was yes, it was. He he. Well, he used it to kill Barbara Jagger at the end. He stuck it in it's, her in her it's chest. That's why you and go to the dam, on. and the dam has the huge light room. Yeah, but it was it was like. This thing that his mom gave him as a kid, yeah, and to, mama to gave help, him a magic to clicker. help him not be afraid of the dark, um, and so in it's my in my say. in my remembering, it only had power because, again, of the power of the lake, and because it had sort of meaning to him specifically, yeah, and he was able to write it as this thing. Well, so if I there's think... something that we on this podcast love, it is a creator. That can take work that had not this depth and right underneath it and tunnel under and create it. <laughs> I don't know that that's ever been a thing I like. I think that is one of the things I am most critical about some creators is that they take little story threads and like, no, actually, that was a whole huge thing. You are critical of it, but it seems to be but a recurring keep coming thing. back to this. Well. I mean, you keep drinking Look, I, the water I, from the lake, buddy. I think it. I think it. I think it works in this sense only because of the existence of control um, <laughs> and how ex- how excited that we were for Alan Wake to be getting more screen time. Um, honestly, all of the stuff with the, the Federal Bureau of Control in this game is kind of hit and miss with me. Like, there are times where I sort of wish it wasn't involved or wish it was sort of pushed out to the outskirts of like yeah they're they're in the area they're monitoring the situation but they're also kind of inept at yeah at or just have them doing be a background but they are kind of inept yeah but like they was... t- but they take a a major role into it in the final act yeah the and it's just like but not i i would say they don't take a major role into it until you come in and make them efficient like they're kind of bad at doing what they're doing. Yeah. Until you come in and I'm like, okay, this it's so bizarre that like I it made me want to go back and play control so bad. I'm going to because, play control. <laughs> right, but you've been on the list for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but but like it's bizarre to hear them talk about yeah, th- we're just running like a, we're a skeleton crew mm-hmm. and like we we don't have enough people, and I'm like, was it really that bad? And I'm like, I'm thinking and like, yeah, yeah, the, pretty much everyone died. Everyone died because of the hiss, like, which is kind of the taken. I also think is, this has to be. It's weird the timeline. Like I don't know what year control happened, but it has to be sort of concurrent with this game. I mean, if we're going by how the other Remedy games are being placed into a timeline here, it seems like almost the year that they release. Yeah, on a yeah, and 
and I, but that, so that was my estimation, but they talk about it like, like, it's, it's just weird because by the end of Control, like, Jesse came in and he, she blew all the bad guys up and sort of stabilized the whole thing. And then we're supposed to expect, like, two years later, they still don't really, after there being a thing that Jesse went through directly involving Alan Wake, that they then didn't, they yeah. either didn't have the manpower or just did not choose to support. Uh, I don't know. It's just sort of, it makes me think that Control and Alan Wake have to have some kind of overlap of, but, of but time. It, but overlap. it did also say that the the research center they set up got wrecked by yeah, the Dark Presence. That's true. And I'm sure that that's what we're going to play through in Yeah, I was really annoyed that you get to uh, go up to this gate going out to the lake house and you never actually get to go into it. I was just like, man, what this is ticking me off. <laughs> um, it's interesting when I... I wonder if it's the actual house... That Alan lived in, it has to be because that's according what to everyone else that doesn't the house doesn't exist. Uh huh. <laughs> I also there's they've been saying that since the first game though. Like yeah. oh, there's no there was no house on Cauldron Lake. There's also this the whole uh, the mental health facility that's I does it not exist anymore? Does the dam not exist? Uh, there's a time when uh, freaking Saga finds pictures of uh, Torin uh, of, Wee of Weaver oh, in yeah, yeah, the these, dam, and they're yes. like, and she's like, "What is this dam?" Like as if there's no knowledge of there being a dam. It's yeah. so again, it goes into this thing of like, what? What in is this world? Is, yeah, what is real? What is being created? What is being changed? Yeah, was the was the dam created just because it was a uh, a set piece in the first game. Yeah, like, I don't know. The story, you know, like... It's hard to know, knows? of course, but there's a physical picture of it. Yeah. But, uh, you know... But that could just have been made real because of the story. Yeah, we haven't... And we haven't really touched on, on this stuff, how Saga's world is changed. Uh, like, she shows up, and like you said, Rose knows who she is. Um... Everyone's the, saying her daughter uh, well, died a few years Well, it's ago. not everyone at first. It's just Rose. Mm, yes. Um, as the game continues on, more people are convinced that she used to live there. and Including that, Alex Casey. Yeah. yeah. Well, he is not at first. At, right. Uh, so, he was like as, one of the, the last end. people to, um, to... And I guess it's sort of emblematic of how much uh, the, the story is taking over. Um, but yeah, her whole story is that like she finds out that Wake in his in using her in his story wrote As that the hero. wrote that her daughter died uh in Cauldron Lake. Um and everyone and and the husband is mad at her and, yeah. and but apparently like the stuff with her living you using use formerly living there, all that stuff is like, did this happen or not? Uh, because she has no memory of it. Yeah. She's but convinced like, that she never lived there. But there's pure documentation and paperwork from, like, the FBI that's like, hey, if you ever, like, whenever you're done, like, you'll be welcome back yeah. to the Bureau whenever, like, stuff like that. Yeah. Newspaper um, clippings. 
It's 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 strange. The and the stuff with like Ilko and and, and Yako who are two new characters the they're Coscola brothers. Uh they're they're Played by the same person, and yes. I'm very stupid for not realizing. They're the that. owners of Coffee World, they do. They have these great uh, commercials, commercials on TV. that you can find. Um, but it's so weird. Like you meet, you meet Ilko first as you're at at the very at beginning the of the game. Yep. He's helping uh, a, a bureau agent get in into a uh, bureau of control agent get into a, uh, a monitoring station they have, and he he like introduces himself to them and then when you meet him later he's like acting as if he's known saga for a long time yeah and again saga does not know this so it's like is she being rewritten to not know these things or is everyone everyone else else being being rewritten to know these things it's so weird and and we you know there's no real answer to it right um Especially because we find out because of her legacy, her lineage with uh, with Thor and Odin, as an Anderson, she is immune to Alan's ability to, or rather, the Dark Place's ability to, to change reality from these stories. Yeah, uh, of course, Thor and Odin seem to do it by getting drunk all the time. That's how they're able to. So cool. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, and she's also able to communicate with people in her mind place. You know, I finally at the end I understood why it was called the mind place because it had to oh, mirror yeah. Alan's dark place. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh I I still th- I still think it's kind of dumb that it's called the mind place. Well, it's a play on the mind palace. Yes, it's but it's not really a play on it. It's just like the same thing but with a different name. But then we find out that's an actual physical... Isn't that thing? <laughs> what we've been gushing about this whole thing is that it... Alex Casey is Max Payne, but with a different name. <laughs> you know, like, all these things are the same well, thing, but with a different, different name. Well, it's different when it's all in-universe really meta stuff. <laughs> this is just taking an idea from Sherlock Holmes novels and be like, let's... <laughs> Just take a letter out of this word <laughs> and turn it into mind. Simple place. But they mentioned that. Yeah. It, yeah. But again, I don't think mentioning it <laughs> makes it less dumb. And just, I, it is dumb. But it's her power. Yeah, and we find out it's an actual power and maybe an actual place that. Yeah, that I don't was know weird. that she physically goes to it every time, but it is a physical place that she has. Uh, control over. Very. It should also be said that Alan. Are any of his experiences in the dark place real? Because he actually starts out in the writer's room and he sits down to write, and that's when he's in the dark place. Yeah. And every time you pause the game, you're back in the writer's room. Yeah. Working on the storyboard on this chalkboard, and it's the same room that he was writing in from Alan Wake One. Is his experience of the dark place even actually happening, or is he just writing it? And are those even different things? Yeah, exactly. I mean, both become true because that's his power, Yeah, you know? Is that, like, whatever he writes does become reality. Like, all the stuff in Alan Wake 1, like, you find manuscript pages in those games that are just describing what is going on. Yep. So it's like... All of Alan's just existence at this point it's, is a f- and again this falsehood. goes this goes back to like the first one I was talking about 
it seems like the first one implied that Alan Wake was a creation of Tom Zane. Uh, it's, you know, I don't know that they're... I don't think... Like, I think it's interesting that they don't resolve it. I don't think they ever will, because I don't... I don't think, I think they it, should. I think it's better to have that question of, like, what the heck is real here? What came first? The, the, yeah, the, the Alan or the Tom... Uh, but it, like and a, it's also it's like also like compounded with uh, the Tor and Odin and Ati always call Alan Tom. Yeah, they do always call him Tom, and that's weird. Ati. Ati sort of at some point corroborates the idea that Tom was a filmmaker who lived there. Yeah, uh, he's in the Yotun Yo film. Uh, which, you know, may or may not exist. Of course, with, with Ati, it's like, it's hard to tell. He clearly, based on control, he's able to travel to other dimensions and realities and yeah. has, has some, he is some sort of higher being. Uh, oh, for sure. Like well, His his presence, I thought it was neat the first time. I, I like it better when he's, he's, when he's shows up in the real world not really affecting the story. Yeah, yeah he's I, just there. Yeah, I he's think a viewer I, I of think it. it works better in that sense. It's kind of he jump when, scared when, me once in yeah, the nursing home. He, when you turn around, he's just there. He says, "Hey, do not go looking in my room." Yeah, um, it's like okay, okay, sorry. And it's that, and that sense, it, it was almost a little bit too meta. Like it was neat when he sh- when he first is there. Uh, but then, then as he continues to show up and and sort of gently guide Saga and Alan, it's like, okay, what is this character's purpose here? Yeah, it's it's sort of alluded in Control that he's kind of a god. Yeah, like, a well, he's he's definitely not a person, right? Or he's not just a person. I was anyway. about to say that's a little rude. Um, <laughs> he might be a force, like yeah, a, yeah. I, he is a concept made. He presented in a form that humans can understand. Yep. Who That's, may have had a band. Yeah. That he's, a pretty good band, I would say. But again, is, was that real? We don't know. Who's to say? Uh, so, but he's clearly aware of what's happening and in his way is, explains it to you. He's almost like the antithesis to Warland Door. Yeah. Kind of. S- speaking on what's real or not, is... Does Alan just really disrespect the mayor of Bright Falls? Or does <laughs> Was it Alan, always a dog? <laughs> does Alan think it's funny that the mayor of Bright Falls is should be a dog? Well, is the mayor of Bright Falls is a dog. Yes. Running for re-election. Yeah. Yes, against but, some other guy who called into that radio show. <laughs> Was he always a dog? Or did Alan make him a dog? Did right. Is it Alan's attempt at some humor? I don't know. It's very wholesome when you meet him. Uh, yeah, bizarre. Mayor, um, Mayor Sitter, Mayor Sitter, Sitter, Sitter. It's that was such a great moment. Again, uh, just these weird jokes. There's this guy, yeah, Mayor Sitter, running for re-election. And these, you come across all these campaigns, and they, signs yeah, that they are all have like, like dog puns. And, and like, I didn't even realize that. I didn't put mm-hmm. that together. I, I don't. 
I never ran back into this like meeting with Mayor Setter, but y'all told me about it last week, and I've been thinking about it ever since. And it's like, yeah, all those campaign signs were just—they're yeah, all—they're all pointing puns. to this the entire time. Yeah, they're all puns about different like uh, I can't remember literally any of them, but they're yeah. all dog puns. Yeah, and then he's a dog. Uh, I have to presume he wins the election because that guy who was calling in on the radio uh did not was not convincing yeah the radio segments are interesting as well like you, you find out that they're For run sure. they're run out of this uh, uh one of the citizens one of the 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 denizens of the retirement home has this yeah. radio show pat something something um I and say it, manaphy but i'm like nope that's a pokemon and as you know <laughs> They're talking. They're mostly talking about Deerfest, the, the the big event that's about to happen in Bright Falls. We all love Deerfest, uh, and they just they kind of become more and more unhinged. They're talking about this woman who sells beef jerky, who is dead. Yes, that's uh, and her husband call her at calls one in. of the last ones that you hear is the husband calling in, be like, "You have to stop doing this. I don't know what your game is." My wife died years ago. Yeah. And he's like, no, I see her at the farmer's market every weekend selling beef jerky. And it's so, it's so weird. You know, since yeah. he's at the retirement home, he probably just has, like, dementia. That, no, that better be. I don't know. Because what the woman is one of the women who came back from the lake yeah. and was killed. Yeah. That oh. better be, you know what? That better be one of the Night Springs episodes. <laughs> I because hope so. they're one of the deals the sees is Night Springs, which we know from control, because I've read a bunch of stuff about control, is Night Springs is a op <laughs> from mm, it's control. A psyop. Yeah, they it's a psyop from control the bought the show. The Federal Bureau of Control, so they use it as an op. Yeah, so, they, they don't they make stories about things that have actually yes. happened. That's really funny. Yeah, that's uh, that is funny. Of course, Alan Wake used to write on it. Right. What does that mean? Exactly. What does that mean? Uh, and I mean, also it was in Saga's daughter's favorite show in and her husband, the Dark Place. You see, a there one of the TVs you can go has a preview for a new season. Yeah. Yep. Of. Of new season of episodes written by Alan Wake and hosted by Warland Door. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's so oh God, I love this stuff. Just <laughs> like where, where does what end and what, where does something else? See, be you end? said you hate it. I I did not say I hate it. I say I hate it when certain <laughs> creators do it in very lazy ways, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I don't. I think that lazy is not something you could label Sam Lake. Yes, uh, no, I think everything here is very so well thought work. out. And to be honest, I don't think necessarily control was thought out this way that that far in advance. Yeah, well, control but control is a lot. <laughs> it's funny calling control straightforward, but it right. is a straightforward game. But by the nature of it and the. The story content within it's very easy to take it and put it somewhere else, right? You know, I, I'm saying I don't think like if you had to put me in the shoes of Sam Lake, I don't think that he had all of this planned this grand out plan. when Alan Wake One was made. Oh yeah, uh, no, um, 
But I but I definitely but you know they wanted to make it after Quantum Break, and so yeah. clearly based on that old uh, trailer that they made, the seeds of this idea, like I don't know how to the links that they did it, and obviously after Control came out and was a big hit, they uh, incorporated that stuff. Um, and then they decided to add, like, some of the Quantum Break stuff. Um, but, yeah, Control is... I I think this game is intentionally a lot more convoluted um, because of the kind of story that they wanted to tell here. Did... And because of how much, like, Sam, like, cares about the Alan Wake story. Yeah. Not to get on my soapbox about the Game Awards, um, but... Did we talk last week about how silly it was that um, Hideo Kojima came out and talked about how he was working really hard to blend live action and video games? Mm, yeah. And we didn't talk about this, no. We no. did. And at least not this aspect. How it hasn't been done before and all this stuff. Yeah. And then, but Alan Wake. To yeah, executed it perfectly yeah. and came out this year. It's how blind are in a you way to that, other creators? That is like well, on a level. Uh, I I don't think I would fault him for having not played Alan Wake, to, um, but it is to for him to not even like know about it, and you know I don't know. Um, I guess you I'm gotta sure, hype your project. I'm sure that all that stuff was planned far in advance. And whatever he the comments he was going to give were were written out a long time yeah. ago. I don't know. Uh, I I mean I think he would he would really appreciate Alan Wake too, but I I don't think at that point I wouldn't have expected to have played it already. Yeah, I don't know. I just think But yeah, it is it is sort of ironic that he comes lame. out and, and does it in a year where a game that had done that in a seamless way and and executed in a in a level that had never been done that well before. Yeah. Um wh- and it was nominated for game of the year. It's just like mm, it's a little uh it's a little and little one best narrative kind of, and yeah, direction. Two separate uh, awards that are absolutely feeding into this bigger yes, idea of I like, mean you know, it, it was just another silly thing about the game awards. Yeah, uh, just go- they just got like, silly. They got like eleven TGA minutes things. to talk about. Yeah, it, so like it's just the game awards not being <laughs> self aware enough. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. oh the game awards. So um, it did give us Sam like dancing. Yes, I could not have been happier for him. We should talk about the music in this game. Yeah, we we skipped over it early, earlier. I feel like we talked about it a lot. Uh, yeah, we did in other cases, yeah. But, um, the, the story the purpose of it in the game, though. Yeah, it's great per the spoiler that they, cast. Uh, <laughs> the second time you go to the onto the Mr. Door show, uh, it is... <laughs> Mr. Door is like, tonight we're doing something special. We're going to do uh, the, the story of... The, the, the story of the tale of Alan Wake, the yes. musical, or something like yeah. that. And I was like, what the heck? Uh, and they've got the old gods of Asgard there. 
Uh, Sam Lake is there as Alex. the actor who plays yes. Alex Casey. Um, and there's this huge musical number uh, uh, that you play through. Which You don't play through the musical scenes, but you play Alan... Going, going through these cardboard cutout versions of Alan Wake One story, yes, while these uh, screens are showing live versions of the characters singing and dancing, yeah, and sometimes pointing you in the direction yes. to go, and the and the song is the story of Alan Wake One, and we're I love that because I I've actually like rewatched this level a couple of times. Good, you it's want, one of the best. You see. Al, you see at least the actor for Alan Wake start out terrified yeah. and then get comfortable. Oh, yeah, he gets he, he gets into it. Yeah. He, like, after a like, it's so interesting, um, somewhat, like, meta commentary on the Dark yeah. Place thing where scared and then getting into the groove of things and, like, that whole thing. Um, again, a phenomenal... Uh, it's a 22 to 25 minute level, depending on how bad you are at the combat. Um, there was <laughs> one more finding I, your way around the soundstage. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, there's <laughs> literally no, like you can't really see where you're going. No. You can only see like the negative space between the screens that are playing and you just have to sort of walk in those directions. Um, so I think at the end, it gets more structured when there's a, there is more scenery happening when you're in like the bright falls section. But yeah, near the beginning, it's just kind of like okay, uh, here's where there isn't a screen. I guess I will walk there, and screens will pop up. Yeah, it's crazy, and also it's great in that it like fakes out ending multiple times. Yeah, like the first time you, you get to, like to the, the end of the first chorus. Um, and Alan, Banger and chorus, like back, by the way. Back in the in this the sound studio or the the green room, um, and he gets to get up. He's like, "Well, that was weird." And then you know the the green room lifts from from up, him, <laughs> and he's back on the sound and it stage starts again. Uh, yeah, and it happens multiple times. It's really funny each time because you never are really sure when the song is going to be over. Well, uh, so because you can just walk around and they'll they'll play they'll, solos forever. Yeah, they just vamp. But also, like in the first section of it, I don't think you as the player realize that, like, oh, this is recapping. Yeah. It, like, yes, it's really it's it's really very shocking. It, like, what is it, it happening. takes a few minutes for you to kind of get I, to understand what is happening here. I played this level in a fever dream. Yeah. I, <laughs> I Dude, was, I played at like three in the morning. Yeah, I was I up. Think so too. I was up at one in the morning. Yeah. I was about to go to bed, and then I'm like, oh, "Hold on, what the hell is happening?" Yeah, like it and was like, it was a thing where you started, and you're just like, "But once you start, you can't yeah, stop playing." Yeah, I started at that laughing. Point. I just started. I like couldn't. And my mouth was like a gape the whole <laughs> yeah. time, and, and this huge smile. It's it's it's, it's awesome. It was so stuff. fun to play. Uh, uh, the song Champion of Light, Champion of Light, or Herald of Darkness. Herald of Darkness. Um, Herald of Darkness. This song has hit the top ten on some really? like our real no. life, oh, like music. It, it's not just the song. So this past weekend, uh, the band that <laughs> talk about meta textual narrative. 
the band old Poets of the Fall. Poets of the Fall perform as Old, old gods, gods of Asgard, Asgard in, in universe. the Remedy universe. Old Gods of Asgard released an album of the songs that they have in the Remedy verse games, mm-hmm. um, which includes Control, which includes some Control, of their other stuff. Alan um, Wake like, One, American Nightmare, um, American Nightmare. Actually, they also have two other original songs in this game, which are also yes. both very fun. Yeah, and bangers so, all around. Uh, they released an album, and it ended up on the top ten iTunes. Yeah, uh, that's great. The I top get ten that. iTunes. That's yes. amazing. We um, love it. And I have listened to this so many times on Spotify. It's the only song that I want to listen to currently. It is terrible how like <laughs> it has become the only like the only music I want to hear. Yeah. Uh yeah, it has just been on loop in my head forever. Yeah. It's so catchy. It's, it's really yeah. It's really fun. Uh, it's not on loop in my head. And they, it's on, it's it's on spiral. And really, <laughs> like a they, vinyl. It you know? should. They should have let them do the full thirteen minute version at the Game, at the Game Awards. Awards with the uh, jazz outro. So everything. that we at one point, it seems like the thing is over, or and like there is a definitive like, um, sort of end to the song. And then it goes, it starts getting into this heavier metal version, and you're just in this, like, fighting waves of enemies, basically. Uh, and then you get out of it, um, and and it feels like that's another ending point. And then you come back, and, like, this Seinfeld bass starts playing, yeah. and you you're like, what <laughs> the heck is happening? And then you got freaking uh, Alan himself, uh, Matthew... I forget what his last name is. The voice actor actually is singing. He sounds great. Yeah. And it's just singing this jazzy version of how he's got to figure out how to end yeah. the song. And it's, it's again, it's like, what? Uh, and then you go into the writer's room and you change the Shoot scene. <laughs> and then it continues again into this crazy big live action version where they're all in the studio dancing around. Oh. Which... Man, like, just seeing Sam Lake so happy on stage, like, the people. Uh, so I was listening to Giant Bomb today. The their 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 big podcast comes out on Tuesdays, and uh, two of the guys that were on the show were at the Game Awards, and they were they expressed some discontent with how um, when they were there. When this was happening, they wanted to stand up and like dance and mm-hmm. and sing the song, but no one in the crowd was standing up or like, <sighs> and so they're like, everyone clapped. Pl- they're like, but it, it they they're like, I feel like this was wasted on people. Yeah, but that's like, so weird. Which is so weird because this we blew up the off. internet. Yeah. It blew up the internet. Like it's on the top ten of iTunes. Like, yeah, people, I would bet that Seth was dancing. I would bet a bunch of those of the people award. there probably did not play the game. It's or play possible. that part of the game. I mean, I I learned the dance after. I I never felt confident in my abilities to learn it. I then I did. It is hard. The spinning. I yeah, can't really I found do the that spinning. I I. It's very hard for me. In that speed to be able to turn 180 yes. degrees. Yes, yeah. You learn. It's, 
Not it's, a natural very, thing for me to do. No, it's no. very difficult. The first time I at home trying to do it, I was like, I don't know that I'm physically capable <laughs> yeah. of doing this. It took a while for me to get close to do it. Yeah. And, uh, and even dance it's, choreography is hard. Yeah. Well, the first time yeah. I learned this was when I I tried out for Les Mis at, at the theater. Oh, wow. We had to do the dance things. And I was just like, I feel like I should be able to do this because I can I I can keep rhythm pretty well. And I was just like, I cannot spin yeah. my body around. I don't yeah. get this. Which is weird because it like in my head, my brain can knows formulate what to do the to do. move. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it doesn't sense. seem like it should be hard to <laughs> yeah. do. And then but then you, you try to do it. And like I almost fell in my kitchen. Yeah, like I was doing it. And I'm hard. like, I'm gonna die. I was I, doing it in the shower once, and, oh I, and no. I was okay. I, this is this is not a good. <laughs> so yeah, with some moves like that, to be there's just this. a certain point where you kind of just have to let your body and mind disconnect, and your body just take. Yeah, it away, you just gotta do it. You know, um, I think when I did it at, over at Chris's house was like the first time I was able to actually turn <laughs> any time. <laughs> I was just so hyped up. I I was Fair. I was so happy for them. They and I here I showed this to Marianne like um I showed her the performance and she was like they just look like genuinely so proud of this. Yes. And she's and they like they should be. She's like the the guy that's playing Alan Wake is like selling it so hard. And I was like I got to say I was really disappointed that um David Harrowwood did not join them on the stage as Mr. Yeah, Door because yeah. he in the game yeah he's also has dancing. the greatest faces while he's dancing yeah, yeah. Um, and then I had to show Marion the level because I was like oh you have she didn't get I was like she's like so what part of the game was this and I was like <laughs> oh you didn't see the level and then I showed her the control level mm-hmm. and the Alan Wake one I level. think this is better like, than the Ashtray Maze yeah of course it is because but it's. The Ashtray Maze is different because it's, it's so different. unexpected, oh, but it is, yeah. it's just like the straight up action thing. This, and this, but I think in this one, since you're actually sort of involved in the music, at least in a sense, it's a different the progression vibe. of the, it. It's a, it's a completely different vibe because really the Ashtray Maze is like, that's where like, it's a car that's going 55 miles an hour and then you're slamming on the gas yeah. and it's like. Whoa! It, and even rewatching it, I'm like, man, I want to play this again. Yeah. Um, so when you get to the ashtray maze, that's an excellent part. I'll of let control. you know. Uh, but very fun part of control. This, yeah. And it's crazy because, like, at this point, you we had come to expect musical numbers in these yeah. remedy yeah, yeah. games, and this one still was just like. I downloaded Quantum Break blew the other out of the day. Water. I'm. Gonna do it, I, I guess. I have to. I have to do it. I my brain, <laughs> my brain is like refusing because technically Jesse Faden is a analog for a character in there too. What? Yeah. Oh there's my a, god. That's why Tim Breaker. There's a redheaded woman that's the same actress that plays Jesse in mm. Quantum Break, that's which weird. is why. Tim Breaker has her colored or circled with the red-haired woman. Um, I don't know that that's why. Again, I think that's another thing that's just pointing to it. Yeah, that. But like, it's the same actress. Yeah, the same. Yeah, everything. (laughs) That's funny. Um, But I, 
I don't think you need to play it. <laughs> I'm going you just to just watch the bad we'll TV see. show. I'm gonna do it. It'll be great, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? It'll be something. Yeah. I mean, you know, more power to you. They don't own any of the characters. Yeah. But they can allude to them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're remaking Max Payne mm-hmm. with Rocks, which is dead Rockstar. Rockstar. Yeah. Which is crazy to which me. Which I don't know how are they gonna layer stuff in? Like they. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean. Oof. Because we'll I, because like it's not part of the controlliverse. Um, it's not part of the reality that Alan Wake has written. But it is technically a Night Springs episode. or Alex Casey stuff. Yeah, yeah. there's. But in Night Springs, he's not Max Payne. Yeah. Yeah. So I th- I think they're just going to be straight up remakes. I think like I don't think they I will th- do anything that will point to new stuff that has happened. Yeah. in and these I, games. And I think I'm fine with that. Well, um, I think there will just be strings. There will be loose tendrils. Yeah, but I think those <laughs> will just be loose tendrils that would have already existed. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the ending. Really, um, scratch. They get into the big showdown. Really, my favorite part of the ending is the the old gods of Asgard yeah, so the, careening down the mountain. Yeah. Yeah, so Saga decides that they need to use... They essentially need to use the power of, of like, Alan Wake's power to their advantage. Because um, she, she learns that she's got these abilities, these psychic abilities, and that she has the ability to, to control the story herself mm-hmm. rather than just be a part in it. And she's like, all right, we're going to get my Gramps band um, to use... Like, we need a, a powerful form of art to uh, do something. We're going to use it to summon Alan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he gets the band. They go down to the shores of Oh, Calder wait, Lake. hold on. There, I, we're missing a part here. Um, it's when you're playing a saga and you go to... The precinct. Actually, hold on. There's another thing we've Yeah, forgot. there is. On the way to the nursing home, right mm-hmm. before that, um, the cult of the tree attacks the um, place that uh, Casey and Saga yes, and Yes, that Wake is right. At. Forgot about this. this <laughs> kind of a is, big thing. That is a big thing. Um, um, they attack the the hotel that you're staying yeah, at for your Yeah, they're going office. after Alan. Um, uh, they attack the hotel. They kind of overrun it. The... Um, the FBI people who are there are not prepared. They get kind yeah. of demolished. Yeah. Uh, they chase. Well, Casey gets Casey wounded. chases them into the woods. Um, and then for a moment, you. At this point, Saga is still in watery. Uh, she hasn't come back yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and so Casey goes off, and you take control of Alan Wake for a second. And it should we should know that he is wearing the same, like, uh, flannel shirt, his same outfit outfit that he wore in American Nightmare. Yeah, and in the well, I guess it was originally the American Nightmare, but there is a moment in that old Quantum Break trailer where he's like sitting in, um, in that room where they're interrogating him, and he's wearing that outfit then too. Um, yeah, uh, Alan goes out into the woods to try and follow Casey and warn him, uh, because I think this is this is like. 
at least when I played it, it was it was after one of the times that um Alex Casey in the dark place had gone off and gotten shot. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like echoing that. Like I was like, oh no, I I've seen this happen before. He's gonna go off and get shot and die. <laughs> Um, and he does go off and get shot. He does go he does off. Get he gets hurt. Alan goes after him, and then he's slowly like, "Oh God, Mister Scratch is coming! I can feel it!" And then he kind of blacks out. Yeah. And then um, this is where Saga catches up. Well, then the, right? the 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 Federal Bureau of Control they they sweep in and they take custody of Alan. Yes, and they kick Saga um, and Casey off the case. Well, Casey's missing. They don't know where Casey is because yeah, yeah. Saga comes back and he's like, "Where? What the heck happened? Where's my partner?" And there's like, well, we don't know where Casey is. We'll, we'll probably find him. Uh, also, this is our case now. You're off the case. Yeah. And that's when she decides to go visit her her old her grandparents to, to get advice. Yeah. Um, her Grandersons. Yes. Uh, and that's when the whole nursing home stuff happens. Yes. And then... Um, yeah, but when she comes back, she goes to the sheriff's office where the FBC are... Head, are Head up, and it's and they're, demolished. Yes, and like, also carnage and, happening. Ilmo inside. and Yako uh, Koskala are being held in the prison too. Yeah, so they were Alan. caught. They were caught by the FBC because they were trying to kill Alan, and uh, the and it turns out that they were the leaders of the cult. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. so they go back to the the, the sheriff's office, and the Taken have appeared, and they're just destroying everything. And you kind you have to go through down back into the basement to turn the power on and um this is when this is where decide. you find casey yeah by the way that's where you find alan yeah casey's down in the in the morgue uh like in a in a corner <laughs> this keeping himself alive yeah glad to see him we're afraid very he's glad to see him <laughs> um, I, I i was worried the entire time i'm like man casey's gonna die for the 20th time yeah. in this game you uh, then you you turn the t- they turn the power back on. Saga goes up to get Alan out of the prison because she wants to give him the clicker so she so he can destroy Scratch, uh, and then, uh, you know, in the other jail cells, Elmo and Yawk are like, "Don't give it to him. He's evil." And yeah. then as the and clicker like, gets hold out, he he turns into Scratch, and it, we find. And out I swear that he, he gets a little bit taller when he's Scratch. It could be. Or it's just the way the camera presents him. Probably. I want him to make him look more <laughs> imposing. imposing. Yeah. So, yeah, it turns out Alan has been Scratch the whole time. Well, not the whole time. Not the whole time. Well, Scratch has mm. been an inside Alan the whole time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Alan has That's not been in control when... Well, of course he wasn't. Scratch was doing... That was a few years scratch ago. things. He was in control, though. <sighs> He was in control, sort of. Sort of. Kind of. As his silhouette was in control <laughs> of him typing. Which, again, is real trippy. Yeah. Uh, when we think about it's it. It's one of my favorite effects. Yeah. No, it's just trippy that he was writing about Jesse Faden. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, wait a minute. How, how, how far this does this guy's power sword? reach? Um, but yeah, so you have to fight Scratch. Um, we have to turn on a bunch of lights. Yeah. I really struggled with oh, this yeah, at I first. hated this. All of Saga's boss fights were a pain. I nailed this, uh, like, right away. Well, <laughs> interesting. I had, like, Good. no ammo when I went into this fight. Yeah. And it took me forever, like, so many deaths to figure out where ammo was spawning in the. Well, also how to, how to stall him, because, like, he just barrels 
yeah. through everything. He barrels at you. You can't run away from him because he can just like teleport to you. Basically, flares don't do anything yeah. to him. You have to though, shoot him a bunch of times. Yeah, well, about three times is what I I was playing on normal, mm-hmm. and three times I think was my magic number. Like he he staggers for yeah, a little bit and gives you enough time to, to turn, turn on a light on. generator. Um, you do three or four. I think there's four of them, and then it kind of disappears. Yeah. And then you go. You know, he's Mr. Scratch. He can't be. He, he gets hurt by the light. Yeah. And then you. And that's Casey, when they, they make the plan. And the FBC lady that kicked you off the case that like, is. All right. That, tell us what to do. Yeah. You that clearly know what's happening. Her and Casey are becoming uh, yeah, they're good becoming, friends. They're bonding over their uh, ex wives. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> also, you figure that there's, there's definitely something wrong with Casey. Yeah. Um,. I forget. Is this this is when he talks about like how his her, her daughter is, is dead and has yeah. been dead for a long time. This is where mm-hmm. Casey is like deep into the story. By the story, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and also, he had just been. We figure he. We've learned that Alan is Mister Scratch, and so we figure that Casey had been attack, attacked by Mister Scratch just a second ago. Um, and so you're like. Mm. He's 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 powering through, but he's, there's definitely something wrong with him yeah. here. Um, and so Saga makes the plan. It's like, all right, we are going to use the power of art and music to summon and those light things again. Yeah, we're going to summon Alan, and we're going to use the clicker to change reality to make it so Alan is here, so he can fix this. Because after Mr. Scratch was revealed, Saga was like, oh, this is Mr. Scratch. He's been and fooling us Alan. the whole time. Alan yeah. must still be in the dark place. Um, we knew better, of course. Yeah. Uh, actually, at this point, I don't we, know if I knew better. Yeah, I didn't know better. I think I, I think I might have still been in the dark about it. I was taking this kind of straightforward, uh, or at yeah. face value. I, I was with Saga. I was like, oh, yeah. I was, so, I was just I, trying I was to confused. get to the end, yeah. because I was so... Uh, so when I beat this game, um, I had played it for like, I hit a point where I was like, I, I can't stop playing. Mm-hmm. And so it was like three 30 in the morning when I beat the game. Yeah. And so like at this point it's like 1230 and I'm like, I'm, I'm so tired, but I also, I, I, I don't know what's happening, but I'm I like, need to see it's it like a fever dream, but yeah. then, and I, like it's the snowball is rolling downhill and I'm the momentum is still going and I need to finish. The old gods of Asgard van yeah. is rolling down the hill. <laughs> yes. Barreling it's through the so forest, great. running overtaken in Saga trees. goes off the cauldron like by herself and is like, Hey, we need you and Casey bring all of your equipment for capturing the shade, as the control calls it. And and she's like Or was she, it the shadow? No, I it's think it's the shade. Okay. Um because all the people who are possessed are called shaded. Yeah. Which is... That's fair. Not as good as taken, but that's not the... Uh, I guess it's not the correct lingo yeah. for the bureau. Uh, and Saga calls her grandparents. Like, oh, hey, I need you to use the shadow. Oh. oh. Yeah. I need you to write a song about summoning Alan Wake, and we're going to go perform it at Cauldron Lake. And they... She gets the Cauldron Lake, and they show up. Driving mad, 
madly down the road in their van, just barreling now, through the forest. Now, this battle, I was kind of bad at. I was so bad at this I, one. I almost thought I wasn't going to beat the game in time. Yeah, <laughs> it was. This one was really tough. Because I of do this think fight. the the descent down to Cauldron Lake is really fun. Yeah. Yes. Um, you can just kind of run past because, everything too if you want. Yeah, and also because like the this van is coming through, it's mowing down Taken, and like its headlights are making it so stuff it. It's like it's the same ominous place that you've been going through, but all of the dangerous spots, like at the last second, just get blasted by this van that's yeah. barreling through. It's it, it was really fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, you, I was laughing pretty hard through yeah, this. It was very fun. You get down to the lake, uh, and they set up their huge show. Uh, another song called the. Uh, Dark Ocean Summoning, I think is what it's called. I and so. Honestly, I think it kind of goes harder than than Herald of Darkness. Ah. It's There's also something that happens in this section that doesn't super get explained again. Yeah, yes. so there's a it lot of... This, at this up. point, uh, there are <laughs> a lot the of I think you're thinking threads of. that are just left open. Dangling. Uh, but yeah, there's this huge um, battle that you have to do... On the shores of the lake, um, so they they have to get through the song, and you and you have to get to the end to be able to summon Alan. Uh, there are hordes of Taken that are coming at you. Um, you've got Casey and the detective, the the bureau, FBC. the bureau lady up on up on a hill, like shining a spotlight um, to help you every out once a in a while, dropping, you, dropping you ammo, throwing flares down. Um, also, because they're performing this ritual, uh, the ritual to lead you on, as as the all of the the voices were saying, um, there's this like blurry effect that is happening the whole time. Yeah. Um, like it happens in the dark place every time. Like someone is looking at something that shouldn't be there. There's this weird yeah. blur, um, and this is over the battlefield like the whole time. It threw me off so it made it very hard to see enemies that are already like covered in, in darkness yeah it, this is a, this right is a very frustrating fight for me i also had a, a lot of issues i would say gameplay wise it's the worst part of the game yeah and only because like if it was i think if it was light out it wouldn't be a problem it's just that you can't you get so disoriented by the way you can't really see things clearly and you already can't really tell where enemies are coming through because they're like pitch black and also they function in a way that to make it they sort of blur out when you look at them yeah. and so it's 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 just one thing on top of the other that just makes it really hard to see um and then on top of that the fact that you know enemies are bullet sponges in this game yeah um, I think I had more issue with anything with how much damage enemies did. That yeah, they the, can. There are some too. that can just like wallop you. Yeah, I um, died so many times. Yeah, I died a lot of times, and I also got. It was really annoying for me because I got. I hadn't like got everything out of my storage that I needed for the fight. Yeah. Um. And so every time... There's a shoebox on the... There is, thing. but every time the, the game loaded, like, I had to run over there and yeah. get these things. Same. And I was like, God, I wish I could go back to before where this auto-saved and prepare, but I can't. There's no yeah. way of going back. 
Um, um, if you unless I made a manual save which at, I hadn't. at the shack on the way there, um, which I think I did. Well, uh, but I, I just did not think to reload back to yeah, the. Yeah, I guess I might have made a manual save there. I don't think I did. Uh, so I I had to run over to this thing every time to get the stuff that I thought I needed to win. I don't know that I ended up using all of the items because right. it's really hard to use items that you don't have set as quick slots. Yeah, and you yes. only and you have a limited amount of quick slots, you more than the amount total. of items that you have and that are useful items even. Yeah, uh, and so there are times like okay, I've used a bunch of I've used all the one-use items in my quick slots, and so now I have to go in and do the, this menuing to be able to use this other stuff, and it's... God, it... It was very... It was very... It's a very frustrating fight um, that I don't think needed to be that frustrating. I can't imagine yeah. playing this on a higher difficulty. I don't think I will for New Game Plus. Yeah, I'm probably no. not going to. I might play it on story mode for New Game Plus. <laughs> honestly. That's fair. I might too. That's a good... I've already beat it. What do I have to prove? Yeah. yeah. We're not completionists. God. We're not trying to go for Nightmare. Freaking, I, I, I kind of want to... It's. I hope it's not one of those things that... A lot of times when developers have these super hard difficulties, they make it so if you start that, you can't change it. You can change the difficulty of this game at any time. I hope Nightmare doesn't work like that. Because I would like to try it and see how much more difficult it is. Yeah. Um, God, it's... Yeah, it's a... Uh, this is a hard fight. Extremely. Uh, very um, fun, though. I, I felt like it was a fluke when I finally beat it. I was like, yeah. oh, what? What? <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things, it, it's like in freaking Souls games, where you will struggle against a boss forever, and then have a really easy Lucky fight run. against it, and it's just like, what the heck, how yeah. did I do yeah. that so easily? Because it wasn't skill, Yeah, I'll tell you that. It was, it was it, and this one is frustrating too, because enemies don't spawn in the same places every time. Yeah. Um, so just you, there's no like forever. patterns to memorize. It's you have you just have to be aware of all directions at all times, and hope your flashlight doesn't run out of battery. Yeah, and hope that you have you're able to hit enemies with flares at the right time. Yeah, and it's just and that your aim is good because it it also should be noticed Almost that, that enemies can pistol. like there are enemies that can move really fast out yeah. of nowhere, and so if you're aiming at you're you're aiming at them. And then you shoot, they can be gone before a projectile gets there. And yeah. it's like, I just used a one-time use item, and I don't have that anymore, and I needed it. Um, but it is fun. It, I, one thing about playing it so many times, like there, it is fun to experience like using all of those items to mow down a bunch of yeah. taken at, at, at once. But I did, yeah, I definitely didn't need to play it as many times as I did. Yeah. I do. Th I moved past using my pistol at some point in the game. That may have been part of your problem. That's possible. I, I, I do this thing with all survival horror games. I, I, you know. I just. I. I stick with. My I stuff. did not have a lot of ammo when I got here. I used. Uh, here's the thing. Maybe I'm alone in this. I just used the crossbow a lot. Yes. Mm. So same. I did not same. use the crossbow. All that oh much. my god. Oh, once you upgrade it, it just becomes. 
the revolver also from or the hand cannon from Resident Evil. Also, once you learn about the little reload glitch that happens mm. where you dodge I didn't do that. right after the reload animation that starts, automatically it automatically reloads. Yeah, yeah that do. was the thing. That, that was the reason I didn't use it. Like I upgraded to have the two bolts, but even then I was just I like, didn't even have that upgrade for really? it. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was that's crazy. Really goofy. Yeah. With I it. I think the I weapons that, that I have much. equipped were the pistol, the rifle, and the shotgun in this fight. Yeah, all very useful weapons. But yeah, I just did not have enough ammo. So like I was, you know, I was starting out using the rifle and the shotgun, but eventually, I was like I just I can't. I wasn't able. Like Casey even throws down ammo for you all the time. Yeah, but like. That requires actually getting over to it. Opening the case. Yeah, interacting with this up. thing. Reloading. And and this game doesn't have the faster reload mechanic like the first game does, where if you just spam the reload button, you know, your gun reloads Yeah, quicker. like reloading takes Two a set amount of time. And sometimes it's quicker to just switch over to a different gun, but then you get to the point where and all of your guns are need to be reloaded. It's yeah. like, all right, well, uh, I have to reload something, and when I do it, they're going to kill me. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard fight. It's fun, but it's it's a little too long, or a little too hard. Um, and, and I, I think if it was broken into waves, like set waves, yeah, like with like the structure of the give song, give you actual downtime to kind of recompose yeah, yourself. But I, no, it's it's straight through. They, they got to do it quick because yep. scratch is coming. Yeah. yeah, and he does show up at he some point. He does show up, and you have to fight and him again. It's really annoying. Uh, you got to turn these lights around to f- to s- they have this cage set up yeah that is supposed to be able to contain him and the idea is Saga's going to lure him into the cage they're going to close it and she's going to use the clicker sort of like in the first game well no they weren't going to use the clicker they were just going to um, no, she was yeah. going to barber jagger him yeah she's going to stick her hand huh. in him and do the thing and he ended up busting out yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like goes the crazy could and explodes not contain the, the cage. <laughs> uh, but it does sort of get it. It it can't contain the the shadow, but it does contain Wake, and the shadow yeah. moves into Alex Casey. Yeah, which was foreshadowed by that movie. Yo, Tan, yo. Yeah, yeah. The night looks night. Um, and then uh, Casey gets up and he throws Saga into the lake. Yep. Yep. And <laughs> which I kind of didn't get at first. Yeah, uh, I was like, "Oh, that looked kind of like a weak throw." And then, like you know, two minutes later, they're like, "Saga got thrown in the lake," and I'm like, and then, "Huh?" They're going into the, in the, they're go into the dark place. Yeah, to go after her. Oh yeah, yeah. Odin, which makes you Odin think. Tor just walk into the lake, and then they don't come back. Yep. So and here's a question: Do not see them again. The time time obviously works differently in the dark place. Is the house band of Warlandor's? Uh, oh my show God. actually the old gods of Asgard is it them? Yeah, probably. Trapped there. Probably. I th- I think that's what, um, whichever DLC it focuses on Saga, I think that's what that is that's going to be, be about about her saving them. Because we talked about the stuff with Dor being Saga said, there is a manuscript page that talks about how in like the eighties. Tor and Odin had this standoff with a person who uh, was probably Warlandor. Yeah. And now he's like... Um, Listen, Tor and Odin had done a few... Yeah, uh, they clearly... They might big be... Stuff they might actually them. be 
uh, Thor and Odin. Yeah. Um, because when you when you first meet uh, uh, Sheriff Breaker um, in the dark place, he's talking about how there were uh, he found records of a guy named Warlandor in Bright Falls who got struck by a bolt of lightning and died. And it turns out it's the same day that uh, this manuscript page was talking about his uh, interaction with Tor and Odin. And they're talking about how, like, we if we help you with this, you will leave our daughter alone or something like yeah. that. And he's like... Uh, I will until, you know, you all come to meet me. Uh, and so he clearly predicted, like, the whole family coming to yeah, be with to him. Place. Well, not necessarily the dark place. So that he was just kind of, they were going to be with him at the end. And then he, get, he gets struck by a bolt of lightning <laughs> and leaves, not before he, he rips out uh, Odin's eye. Um because there's also a list uh, that you can find in like Odin's room of yeah. all of the times that he's lost his eye. Yeah, which uh, is so going back weird. into like ancient Norse history, which is really funny. Yeah, so I think they're actually there's a line uh, at the end of that thing where um, it was when uh, that last time he got his eye taken. Yeah, it's out, like it's like, not even the right eye. Like, he stole the wrong <laughs> eye, and I'm like, that is so hard. Uh, yeah, it's it's wild. Um, but yeah, so I think, like, that was my thought when they were going in there and like, yeah, I think that was actually them um, performing with Warlandor. Um, so weird. You know, because it's, it's left ambiguous about what has, like, there's no answer to what has happened to them. Yeah. Just like there's no answer to what happens to Alan or Saga or <laughs> Alex Casey. Spoiler alert, the ending of this game is not really an ending. So I have heard through Twitter... Not spoilers that the new ending is yes. a definitive ending. Apparently, New Game Plus changes the ending. I think it's only for Alan, though. I don't know if it is for Saga. It's. Uh, I've heard it is a complete, like it is a complete wrap up. Interesting. Mm. Well, and then it a, gives a good sense of what could be coming. Okay. So it is cool, a. Cool, cool. That's it is cool and weird that they decide to put that ending at the end of New Game Plus. Yeah. It sort it of makes, makes me the just want to go watch it. Yeah. To be honest, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like, I don't like. I don't know that I really enjoy this game. I don't know if I'm ready to play. I don't know if the I want to play again. thirty hours of the game again. Yeah. Um, so like it, it's definitely different if you like bringing all the stuff over. I don't have to do all that stuff to get all. Like I don't have to go out of the way to do everything. Um, but you're still only shaving like five to ten hours at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll watch it on YouTube after this. Yeah. I, don't I don't know. I I, I, don't I, know. I mean I'm I'm one to do that. Um, That's fair. Yes, but yeah, Saga is in the dark. Saga has been throwing the like tornado and going after her. I think this is where. So we switch over to Alan. Yeah, right you here. switch over to Alan in the real world for the first time in thirteen years, and it's so it's so bittersweet. It's like man. Finally, he's free of the dark place and scratch, and yeah. now he's gonna like. But it's come at a pretty great cost so yeah, far. Yeah, and he's and he makes the decisions like, all right, well, I gotta go, I gotta go after him. I'm yeah. the only one who is capable of stopping him. Um, and he drives back up to Bright Falls, and Scratch has gone there and created a uh, deer fest. Well, he's created right? like an overlap because yeah. he just goes in and there's like this portal that he walks into and he goes back into the 
I don't know if he goes into the dark place or or if it is an overlap. No, I'm pretty it's sure just it's the, just the dark place. It is the start of a new fictional reality where uh, it's going to grow outside because he's got to find... A copy of Return, A copy it? of Return. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I think because... It is. It is like it's the dark presence is using the dark place's power in yeah. the real world. I, it's, he's essentially trying to make the real world into the dark place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this time you go into the dark place and it's it's bright falls. It's it's broad daylight and it's deer fest. Yep. And everyone and Alan Wake's new book. Yeah, everyone is returned. celebrating the, the the Alan Wake's new book, and he's he's like I gotta find a copy of this book so I can rewrite the ending. Um. And it's a, it, you know it's an, it's very interesting. I had a hard time finding the copy of the book. To yeah, this took me about like five minutes longer than I thought it should have. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can yeah you can you can go in the diner and see a, a weird. There's a couple like weird oh everyone's distorted, wearing deer masks. Well, too. They, yeah, there's that. There's a couple of like a a weird distorted commercial with. Oh with uh, with just with, Yako, I with believe. Y- no, with Ilko, because Yako is killed by Mister Scratch. Yeah. I thought Elmo was killed by one of them. Killed. One one of the no, Costco brothers is killed, um, uh, and so this commercial. This plays, commercial, yeah. And the typical structure for these commercials is that you know, um, one of them is kind of like leading the whole thing, and then he goes, "Isn't that right, brother?" And he goes to the other brother, and he's like, "Any." He, horribly acts these yeah. lines and he goes very yeah like, it's yes. great or you know some stuff like that uh, but for this version of the commercial every time he tries to do that bit with his brother he looks over just, and the screen goes to a blank with this weird sort of silhouette yes. of a person yes thank you okay i'm not i'm glad i'm not the yeah. only one who like i didn't that. watch those oh I my didn't god see him. you're missing out dude um, look up that on YouTube. Yeah, look, yeah, look up that instead of the final draft ending. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, there's this like faint silhouette of the dead brother. Yep. Uh, but then it goes back to the first brother's face, and he's always like frowning. Yep. And it's like it's, really sad. It's really dark. And this, but it's and it's it's crazy because it it's the dark place, and you can tell it's it's warped, but it's very bright outside. Yeah. Um. It's weird at this point. It seems like. Scratch the the dark presence wants to create a world where he's just a famous author yeah. and everyone where loves he's him. Alan Wake. <laughs> it's really weird. He's got really weird uh, motivations. Motivations. Yeah. Um. And again, I think I I also think this is a bit of a rewrite of what the dark presence was in Alan Wake One, where it was a thing that just sort of consumed artists because it needed art to exist. exist yeah. Yeah. And this one it is one definitely could, more personal to Wake, but that might also be say because that Wake just, has been trapped there for so long. Yeah, one could just say that like both things can be true. Like yeah. it's experience with Alan Wake in the first game and probably throughout American Nightmare I haven't played that one yet, but like that probably reshaped it a little bit to be yeah. like obsessed with Alan. Yeah. Yes, you go, th- but you go through this strange like main town square and get to the end. Um, you find a you copy, find a of, copy of, the last of, copy. Yes, of the book and, and a cardboard cutout of Alan, which yeah. I, like I said, I couldn't find for a solid five minutes longer than I should have. And then everyone is like staring at you. Yeah, and they start chasing you. Yes, 
And then you are at I the... died a few times during the chase yeah. section, by the way. <laughs> I, I, it was like experimentation. It's like, all right, I've got like two directions here I can go. Which way do I go? And I kept choosing the wrong way for, uh, <laughs> for each new like intersection. Mm. So it was And just... you have to run to the the retirement home, right? Yeah. Or yeah. does it just like I couldn't remember if you run there or if you go somewhere and then it sort of transitions you into the next place. Hmm. I don't know. You end up at the retirement home. You yeah. go inside uh, because the there's this picture on the back of the book of Alan in the writer's room or Alan where he wrote it, and it is the retirement home. Yeah, um, and not the Cauldron Lake house. So same same room, you know, rewrite room. Um, and so you have to go there. And Alan is met by Rose, the actual Rose, who is here in the dark place, has full knowledge of what is happening. She was in the game earlier and then disappeared, and we're like, what happened to her? She apparently went to the dark place to wait for Alan. She was just so down bad. Uh, it's a it's a fun interaction, because she's like, I got all of your messages. And he's like, what? Like, oh, yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> I don't what know you're what talking, talking about. about. Uh, and she's like, okay, like, yeah, sure, sure, I get it. Yeah, now go on. You got, you've got a, an ending to write. It's like, what is this person? <laughs> um, she loves Ulu Senpai Allen, but she was, wasn't she taken in the first one? She, she was under of, the or manipulated. Yeah, she was the, manipulated. The she wasn't taken, but I think she was under the influence yeah. of. I wonder if that gave her some sort of understanding of the meta. Oh, there. for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the altering of the reality, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yes. I, I don't think it's her very poor fun mind with, Like, her, her, um... No, I think she... When, like, all I, of her interactions I, with you, with Saga, in the nursing home, like, she is clearly aware of everything that is happening. Yeah. With the woman who's yeah. been taken and yeah. how, it, how it's affecting... I, I would argue Alan doesn't know what he's talking about. I think he was sending her messages. Well, yeah. Or Alan, at least Scratch was. was Alan has obviously... Like, we, we, we know that Alan has no... Mem- from the point the game wakes up, Alan has no memory of... He's been in the Dark Place 13 years. He has yeah. no memory of anything that he did. So and he's it is, done it a bunch possible. of... Yeah, loops during, we, like, the yeah, we're, we stuff, are cause... led to believe that he has written tons and tons of endings to try and get out, and none yeah. of them have well, succeeded. And also, each time you come across uh, Sheriff Breaker, especially in the like first two, or yeah, three the very times, first time he's Sheriff like, Breaker "Oh, hey, do, are you starting to remember? Yeah. Like now, because uh, like it's implied that each time that Alan would come across him before, Alan." It would be it would be like meeting Sheriff Breaker for the first time. Like yeah. he doesn't remember that they met before. So when it starts happening, that Alan is remembering, uh, Tim Breaker is like, oh, okay, cool, nice. Um, so yeah, like like you, you were saying, Seth, like yeah. there's been like thirteen other years of Alan being doing stuff around the dark place and writing all these different. And of course, drafts. time works differently there. So yeah. who knows how long he's actually been at it. Also, every time you meet Tim, he's humming the Night Springs theme song. Yeah. Yep. That's how you know he's around. Or just any character yeah. is around uh, when you're going through the dark places that you just start hearing humming. Yep. And or sometime... you see the subtitles. Yeah. That say humming. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. That... So I start looking around, around for them. There was one time I... I think I it was Tim, but I couldn't find how to get to him. 
And it was near the end of the game. It was during the theater yeah, section. Yeah, yeah, that one is um, that's tough. I forget where he was. I he missed was in a that weird one. Place. I heard it, but I couldn't find it. Yeah, so I just left. It alone. I think it it had a, you, you had to be in like a specific um, scene. I think it, probably. Yeah, I remember that one being weird to find. Yeah, I found it. I don't remember where it was. <laughs> um, yeah, and also I'm pretty sure in the nursing home, the dark place version of the nursing home is Ati. Yes, he's there. He. There's there's been this one Way door. Down. There's been this one door up in the top that has been closed and it has a spiral on it. Um, important yep. symbol. And it turns out that's the, the writers. Room. That's, logo important. Yeah, that's yeah. where the writers room is. Also, we didn't talk about this. The Ocean View Hotel when they're going through. There's a bunch of doors with symbols on them. The same symbols that were on the doors in the Ocean View Hotel in Control. Yeah. Oh. Uh, a bunch of the same rooms you could never open. Um, it's just another one of these weird overlap things. Uh, yeah, and Alan goes into the writer's room. And he has... He sits down... Well, he opens the door, and the writer's room is there at, in the the uh, retirement home, and he goes to write the ending. But you don't know what to write. Who, who's going to help him write anything? Saga. We switch back over to Saga. Well, doesn't he have a conversation with her at this point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... So, mm-hmm. it's in the same way that he's been having these visions of Alex Casey. He has yes. this vision of Saga. And him. Yeah, and then it's... And this is when things get... An, another level that things are blurred. That it seems like these aren't, like, visions he's having. They they seem to be, like, echoes of things that have actually happened in other realities or something because it's like he sees his vision of him and Saga talking and it's an actual conversation that they are having yeah um it's very weird but then we switch over to uh old Saga she's been thrown into the dark place uh but she wakes up in her mind place very interesting yeah and then you have to and she can't get out yeah you have to like repair your mind place yeah, I actually enjoyed this. So, um, same. Uh, it it like everything is. He, she's trying to do stuff, and none of the none of her the things she can do in her mind place are working. She can't like connect to anyone. All of her files are gone, um, and you you start like exploring the room, and you're finding new clues about what's happening. And you put up on up, up on the on the board, and they're all like. Horrible things of yeah. from from her own psyche about her about herself, like stuff like she doesn't uh, she she betrayed her her partner and how her daughter is dead and it's her fault. Yeah, and, and all lots of self doubt. Yeah. lots of uh, um, things that she has been actively fighting against uh, throughout the entire game up until this yeah. point of like the perception of herself. And yeah, there's this point where she is. She's throughout the game. You have these profiling things that she has to do, where she's able to sort of peer into the mind. Peer, yeah, them. look into someone's mind and get insight on them. You, you you have to profile like the shadow version of yourself. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I think it's it's a it's an interesting segment. Um, this segment is what got me to understand why this actress got. A nomination at the Game Awards yeah. for Best Performance. Because uh, I'm going to be honest, the entire game up until this point, I'm like, oh, this is fine. But, like, nothing 
that was really yeah. She never really had a whole lot to do that with a lot of weight up until this point. And then this scene happens, and I'm like, oh my god, like she basically playing two different versions of herself and the actual version. The actual saga is finally breaking down and just being so just raw about everything. Um, and I just I just thought it was really good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, a, an interesting way, I think it's neat the way that she sort of breaks out of it. At some point, the lights in in the um, in her mind place go out and she picks yeah. up a flashlight and she has to point it at stuff to get more clues to put up on the board. Um, if at any point previous in the game you explored the mind place, there are all these little mementos from her real life that she has put up that she yep. can go up to and interact with and she'll have little she'll talk about little things about them like there's a picture of uh casey at at her house having dinner and there's a specific mug i think that her daughter got her and and all these other little things um and the way that you get out of this part where she's stuck in her mind place in the dark places if you if you go to if you remember those places are you can you can sort of find them because they have weird distortion Mm -hmm. um but specifically, you can really where, fast track where all of those know. happy memories were, you can shine the flashlight on them to make them appear, and you get put stuff to put up on on the clue board that sort of contradicts all of the negative thoughts she was having about herself. Yeah, and she's able to eventually sort of take control and walk out of the out of the mind place, and she finds herself in New York City in the dark place. Um, she gets a call on the telephone. Yes. From Alice Wake. Yeah. It says, hey, you need to pick up these things um, from this box in this fountain. Yeah, it's the fountain in front of the Parliament building. Um, And it's a bullet and a picture. The bullet of light. Bullet of light. Yeah, earlier in the game, uh... I think the last time you go through the studio with Alan, Ati's like, hey, there are these pictures that uh, from your wife that are down in the basement you have to get. And there are pictures of the clicker and a picture of this bullet made of light. Mm-hmm. And then um, you're instructed to put them in this shoebox and, and in front of this uh, thing, this statue. And then so when Saga goes to get them, there's an act, the actual clicker. Yeah. And Bullet of Light are there. Um, and she goes... I forget how she gets... She goes from the version of the Dark Place that she's in. She goes into the fountain and ends up in Alan's version of the Dark yes. Place. Um, how does it happen? I know she has a conversation. Oh, she meets Tim Breaker. Yeah. And he gets right. her the page, the page of the manuscript that yes. he was going to give her before Warlandor sucked him into yeah, the dark Yeah, and it's place. basically, it's the one we talked about earlier where Warlandor knows that he's being written about, but it basically talks about how he can kind of ignore the way, the trappings of the, the way that the dark place has trapped Alan, and he can just, like, go to somewhere and open a door and it will let them through. And she reasons, like, okay, I'll just go... I can do this, and she goes and walks up to where um, this blocked entrance to Parliament Tower would be, and she opens it and yep. gets there, uh, and goes up to um, Alan's apartment and enters the writer's room in his apartment, 
Um, and that's where, and that's when she has the conversation with Alan about writing the ending, and they talk about how there has to be. It's a horror story, so it has to have a correct ending that requires right. sacrifice of someone. Um, Hero of the story, so on and so forth. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is where... Er, so there's a part right before this where she profile slash psychically talks with Alan. Yeah. and That's how they have the conversation. Yeah, from Alan's perspective where he sees the echo of the conversation, but it's basically them bargaining... Um, and Saga is yeah, saying, like, like, who, hey, for who's going to survive this? Exactly. I, we have to save all these people. Us, and they're like, well, someone, there has to be a great sacrifice from the hero. And they're like, well, we're both the hero. Uh, uh, eventually, we find the ending they settle on. Um, it's... Saga goes into the writer's room. Alan is there writing. Um, he base uh, Casey shows up still inhabited by Mr. Scratch. Um, at some point, there's been this. Someone has said that since Casey is not an original creation of Alan, that Mr. Scratch can't fully take over him. And Alan's like, "Come, come get me!" And basically, calls out to Scratch, and Scratch takes him over. And Saga pulls out a gun and shoots the bullet of light right into his head, killing Scratch. And Alan, presumably. Um, yeah, and Casey c- gets back to normal. <laughs> he's uh, like, is it over? Is it over? And Saga pulls out uh, her phone to call her to call her daughter to see if she's alive now. And that's where the game ends. And then, and, and then... Then, <laughs> then the post-credits. And there's a post-credits scene. Where you realize that Alice didn't kill herself. Yes, we find she out... She just went to the dark place. Well, yeah. We f- well, we find out that Alice, at one point, uh, she went to this place in New York uh, to find to talk to people who were still investigating the Cauldron Lake incident. And after she went to this building, it was like her mind cleared up and she could understand. It was like, hmm. which means she went to the federal bureau of yeah. control. Yeah, and so and, and so I was think I was trying to think. This is what I was thinking at the time. I wonder if she was there when Jesse defeated the Hiss, and that had like affected her brain. Like it also cleared things up for her. Um, and she realized she remembered the time she had been in the dark place and how Alan went in to to rescue her. Uh, and so she decided to. Um, go into the dark place herself to try and work behind the scenes to show Alan the things that he needs to be able to escape the dark place. Because, yeah. according to her, in the dark place, the only way out is either by co- being consumed by darkness or being, like, reborn of light. And, and he already, ascending. He already did, yeah, yes. ascending. He already oh, did the one. There's a quick thing I want to bring up. Um, this goes back to Saga's plan to use the clicker at the beach shore of Cauldron Lake. And she tries using it, and she's like, nothing happened, nothing changed. Why? Yeah, we didn't talk about that. That <laughs> The summoning ritual did not appear to be successful. Alan didn't show up. But indeed... He did. He was summoned, like, however many days ago on that beach when they first yeah, found him. Yeah, find him. Because time in the dark place in relation to... Yeah. Re- the overworld or reality or yeah, whatever it's, it's is nebulous, different. Yeah, yeah. So the and also the summoning happened right after Alan broke into the the room and shot himself, and then was 
possessed by the dark presence. Yeah. That's why when he wakes up, he's like, no, I... I, I let it I let it get me it it's escaped through me yeah uh, which you know it doesn't make any sense at first when he says it because he seems to be fine it's 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 this loop and then there's this other loop happening there's a bunch of loops they're all looping together and then you learn yes we learn at the end. we learn Alice went to the dark place to help and and it's like I'm gonna show you the things that you need to be able to get out of get out of here uh, and then Alan the last line is like it's not a loop. It's a spiral. And I popped off so hard. I, I, I think stood I left. up and I cheered. I think I left. It was, it's very funny. It's another like phrase that you can sort of interpret a meaning from. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really make any sense. Listen, I, it'll make sense in 13 years. There you go. <laughs> I mean, my interpretation of it was like, okay, this has a... Rather than it being... It's just going in circles. There is a definitive ending. Yeah. To it, like there is an endpoint where it spits you out. Uh, it had it was, just happened. It, it's to Alan. interconnected circles within circles that has an endpoint at some point. Yeah, it had just happened, to Alan. It spit him out because he 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 became overcome by the darkness. Like that's the goal, is for the for it to take you over and then it spits you out back into the real world. That's presumably what happened to all of those other people that got spit out out of the lake. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, the, but of course the other option is, is, a uh, ascension. ascension. So that's what, that's what he's going to do. And presumably that's what's going to happen in final draft, final draft, new game plus. Maybe we hope so. But of course the other thing is the end of the game, Saga and Casey are in the dark place. Yes, but the writer's room is connected to the the nursing home so it's I like think in could the real they world just get the nursing out? home but Alan also wasn't it, in the real world unless it was an overlap that's the question isn't yeah. it also saga realizes that she maybe has these door abilities so that's true. she could probably that's you know true. again just get her way out but, but yeah we, i think but, but the game it does leave off with them in the writer's room in the dark place uh and also without odin and tor yeah i like i like i said i think presumably that's what her dlc thing is going to be about um i am assuming the lake house one is going to be hers and the night springs dlc will be Alan. alan's yeah um, but you know, it we'll could see. easily be that both of them show up in each, which I think that would work. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I look forward to it regardless. Yes. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about, <laughs> at, at some point we'll talk about the old, uh, the, the new ending, depending on how we each consume it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to, cause like in the teaser trailer for the final draft, Casper Darling is yeah. in it. So I... Yeah, he shows up. His face appears a couple times. He's Warland Door has a book by Casper Darling that yeah. says my the many... interpret my interpretation of the multiverse. Yeah, and he also shows up in that scene with Tom Zane on the TV before Jesse Faden is there. Yeah. So we'll see. I I loved it. I think everyone should play it. Yeah, Do you think Tom Zane is Alan? Alan in a different loop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it could be. It's a different, it's a, you know, it's... At the end, uh, there is a part where Alan 
get picks up a phone and he's talking to himself in the future, presumably. Yeah. And he's like, do I never get out of the dark place? And I was like, you do, and you don't. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I would right, bet that right. you make that phone call in Final Draft or yeah, at possible. some point. Um, and that's the thing that makes sense at the end. It's like, oh, I get it now. Uh, and like I said, this this final scene really tied up a lot of issues that I was having with the ending. Um, like it, because it, up until this point, I felt that Alan's whole journey was for naught. Like he got out, but he had to sacrifice himself again to to be to, to save someone else from the dark place. Yeah. Um, and then this came was like, okay, I. You know, everything yeah. Everything that just happened was a plan made by someone else. Right. And it all sort of fits together in a way that is satisfying for me. For sure. Yeah. Well, that was Alan Wake. I, I don't know that I have any other... I have nothing. ...great thoughts on it at this point. It's very late, and... <laughs> I just, I'm happy that it exists. Yes. And yeah, it was great. I'm I'm glad that, you know, they went from a, a studio that was like, had to post an apology to their fans that they couldn't financially make Alan Wake 2 happen uh, to making, to making yeah. this game. And now and, it's a hit. Yeah, coming out on and being announced, being part of the game of the year. Should have won, in my opinion, of course. I haven't played Baldur's Gate 3. Um, but out of everything else on crazy. that list that you did play. Yeah. Uh, I, remember, I remember, I, I saw some, some tweets that were talking about, uh, apparently a bunch of publishers turned this game down too. And you got to think that a lot of a lot of them had to have been kicking themselves. Yeah. When, when each time Sam like went up there to accept an award of this incredible game. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's a it's a great experience. It's a weird game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's tough at times. Yeah. But it was great. Yeah. Made me feel a lot of things. Yes. So super enjoyable. All right. Um, well, with that, we are going to take. Um, let's see. I'm going to double check the schedule here. Uh, we are going to take the next week off, and then we will back be back the week after that with our um, Cody. our game of the year episode. There's been talks, <laughs> plans. We'll see exactly what shakes loose. Yeah. Um, I think Chris might be on that episode, possibly. We'll try to coax him. Um, we'll pull but, him into our dark place. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to um, also try to make it weird. Yes, as always. Um, so with that, we appreciate you listening, and we will talk at you in a couple weeks. Goodbye. Bye-bye. See ya.